most entertaining opening day I've ever been to for the game, but also for the people we sat in. Before we jump into our episode, we want to give a big, massive shout out to our new presenting sponsor, Tiggy. George, why don't you tell me what Tiggy is? Guys, Tiggy is a 15-minute uh, food grocery delivery app in, uh, that we can use in the GTA. They recently hit a partner of ours. They're amazing. They, uh, we use them right before every episode because we're always in a rush. So getting stuff in time for our guests and for us right before we record is essential. And they have never been, I think, longer than 15 minutes uh, to get us what we need. It's great. Big variety. Uh, and love the branding. They're a great company. Yeah, there's no fees, no subscriptions, and there's no wasted food or buying in bulk. You get exactly what you need, when you need it, and right away. So because we love all of our listeners, we're going to give you a special promo code. It's PALS30 for 30% off your first three order. P-A-L-S 30 for 30% off your first three orders. That's the number 30. Without further ado, let's go. I uh, I had a funny one too when I went. So we were talking about the fight that happened in the the five hundreds. But on my way to the five hundreds, uh, I I took the elevator down, and so I see the security guard. And obviously, he's in this little like elevator shaft. He does, he's not watching the game. He sees nothing. So I was like, oh man, like he's like, how they how the Jays? I'm like, oh they're they're coming back, right? It, it was like seven three at this point. They just had that three run inning, and he's like, oh cool, how many quarters left? <laughs> I literally looked at him. I was like, bro, really? You work for the Jays? He's like, what? What do you mean? I was like, quarters? Yeah, how many quarters are left? We had half? I was like, all right, bro. There's like nine <laughs> innings, bro. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So random, but... Base, I, I was saying this on the way in there. I, I noticed this like, like maybe a year or two ago. Blue Jays have the most eclectic fan base by far in terms of people. Maybe baseball in general, but, but like baseball games, you'll see families, you'll see kids, you'll see young professionals. Um, you'll see old dudes who keep score. You will see hipsters. You will see... Punk rock, like you will see every the old people with the earbuds in are the best. Like listen to the score. game, yeah, or listen to like the, the radio broadcast. Yeah, yeah. The actual, and they have yeah. and they have the book in front. I'm like, it's not on yeah, the jumbotron every Local. inning, right? Like, there you wild. Go. Yeah. yeah, the craziest group of fans. I, but I don't Toronto sports fans uh, annoying as hell. Yeah, it's yeah. like the the most recent success has come in the last like decade, and it's brought everyone out of the woodwork. But like, we were at a Raptors game. And Vlad Jr. was seated no further than from me to you, Rick. Oh yeah, he yeah. was because he was down. He was down kind of courtside, and then he 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 came and moved to seats like right next to us. Literally like and, that close. And all, all I said to George is like, "You see who's beside us?" He's like, "No, who?" And like he just looks over past me. He's like, "Oh shit!" And I said, "You know, during a timeout, maybe go say something. I'll take a picture of you talking to him, but I won't like don't go ask him for a picture." So George goes, uh, <laughs> says something to him. You know, he's like, "Whatever." Comes sits back down, and then two people behind us. Oh, who is that? And we're like. Who are like, what do you mean? They're like, it's nobody. And they're like, no, no, that must be someone. Why'd you go say hi to him? I was like, oh, it's just a friend. And then they're like, yeah. And then finally, you can see them start Googling stuff and like looking at things. And then all of a sudden, he comes up on the big screen, like Vlad Jr., Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. And 20 people come line up, take a photo with him. And the guy's just trying to watch the game. He went like he during, went, during the play, he, too. It was, like everything. it was in the third quarter by that point. So he went, he went three quarters without being noticed until he came and sat beside us. And George, like, it was his first, it was his, he just had got called up, I think. And Yanni yeah. called it. And I was like, I don't, Rick, you guys, you guys, uh, Yanni, no, we told us last time, I'm the biggest fanboy Toronto sports. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 
But I was like, yeah, you don't want to bother a guy when he's enjoying the game. And his English is not was at this point. Even now, it's no. not the best. He didn't speak English. When he but yeah, he barely spoke. He was with, I think, a guy. Maybe it's his translator or a friend. And I, I walked over. I'm like, hey, like, nice to meet you. Good luck with the season. I went and sat back down. But to your point, like, I was actually saying something to DB yesterday because the wave started going around. And I was like, I don't. And we've been to a lot of games in America. I don't think I've ever seen the wave besides Canada, like in Toronto specifically. Well, also, like at no point in that game was it appropriate to do the wave. We were we were down seven nothing, <laughs> and then we were down seven nothing, and then in the span of two, two innings, innings we caught up, and so it's a tie game. Then we're up one run, opening day. Yeah, like at no point in that game was it appropriate. And there was up one run. And we the only the wave. time it's appropriate to do a wave is like blowout. Uh, yeah, a seven nothing blowout when the dome's open on a sunny day. Yeah, dome's not open. Don't do the wave. That's like rule number one. You're losing. Don't do the wave. Close game. Don't do the wave. But I then mean, what's going to happen to those heroes who only go to the game to turn around and try and get everyone to do the wave? Like, so that should have been that should have been retired back in the '90s when it was like the yeah. Mexican wave, right? During the U.S. like the U.S. World Cup is when it basically became a thing. I knew Yanni wait, would know wait, how this. I knew Yanni would know how this. Wait, 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 Ninety-four World Cup, right? So the Mexico, wave started in '94. Tell us this. T- I should know. Oh, I just tell us. I just know it's it was like the Mexican wave. I probably even further back from that, but that's where it got its roots from, and that's when like think about '94. Baseball is in like a lockout. So then when it comes back, it's like a new thing for big stadiums to start doing. This is my really? assumption, but I know it came from so the wait, World Cup. So it started Cup. the Mexican U- the Mexican team had a huge World following. Not 94. Was it 92? In the US, right? Yeah, Dad, so whatever that one was. Yeah. Nine, I think it was or maybe you're right. No, Anyways, no, so no, no 98, 94. 98 94. is the World Cup. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. So that one, the Mexican team had a huge following because it was right in the states. It was the first one they could really travel for and they had it was like I like the Icelandic team with their clap, which now everyone at everyone, does. Yeah. Which is like go get your own thing. Like Danny Dicchio has been gone for like almost two decades now too like come on it, but yeah it's just i don't like toronto sports fans are there's there's very few the clap that are, is sick like for but, it's so cool but yanni but makes like, a point i said it i was actually talking to my to my girlfriend's family about this because like it was happening in the team canada game and i was like you guys know like iceland is in the world cup it's theirs yeah yeah yeah, yeah like because they start it's, it's like the viking thing whatever yeah. i get i don't know if that's actually it but i have no idea i barely watched that but that you're right one, iceland but like, it was like fantastic that's a great thing for your the population there is smaller than the population of like Ontario, Mississauga yeah. and like on not just probably, Ontario, like probably it's, smaller than it's, really? Mississauga's and, a million people. And that's where they come back and like starts how they celebrate it, right? Yeah. Like it's crazy. But Toronto sports fans are just weak. Even like I I listened back to our last episode and even then I was saying like back when the Raptors were in like the finals that everyone would cheer like the first four buckets, losing their mind and then their energy is just like Done. Well, even yesterday, like, look, Barrios had a slow start. Okay, obviously it was terrible. Terrible. Yeah, the guy very, got lit very up. Slow start. But the thing is, you're booing. It's the first inning. There's 162 games. 162 times nine is what? What? A hundred? I mean, uh, now let's let's save that one. For, <laughs> we don't have Danielle in a fact check. It's like a thousand, fifteen hundred innings it's a lot. or something. Fourteen hundred forty-four, isn't it? There you go. There's fourteen hundred forty-four innings. And you're booing after the first. Like we are projected to finish like top four in the league. They're uh, they're the third. They're tied for the third best. Uh, Third best Projection. odds to win the like, World Series, and you're booing after one inning. Like, give me a break. I, like, I'm did gonna, I uh, the pivot? Did I tell you the parlay that I made? Yanni, I think knows this. Did I tell you? Yeah, I think I, I put I put a parlay in the other day before the season started. Does it also include Tiger winning the Masters? <laughs> no, no, this is crazier. <laughs> so I I uh, had some money in my Bet Three Six Five account. I put twenty five dollars on the uh, three team parlay: Jays to win World Series, Raptors to win. Uh, NBA championship leaves to win Stanley Cup. Do you know what the payout is on a $25 bet? I'm going to go ahead and guess 50 grand. $114,000. 
Now, okay. I the thought, downs, I thought the, my best was my guess was good. It's pretty yeah. good. The odds are insane because the Raptors are like are the heavy underdog. Leafs are plus nine hundred. Jays are like plus eight hundred, and the Raps are like plus five thousand. Uh, something like that. And I don't know what those numbers mean. So, um, but uh, the only like the Leafs won't win, but like they have a chance. They have a bet, the, a chance. The Jays obviously have a very good chance. The Raps, I don't think, do. But man, like you just, I don't know. You never know. Anyways, I think, yeah, well, hang on, just because we talked about this uh, like last month, like to play the lottery, like what's what does a lottery have to be for you to actually go spend like twenty bucks to like get like the lottery? This is actually a good talking point because John, I think yours was nothing lower than sixty million. Would you well, even bother? Well, yeah. With, so, right? well, the idea is the likelihood of you guessing the number never changes. Yeah. Because it's a set number with set permutations or whatever. Look so, comfy John looks too, eh? John's <laughs> John very looks comfy, comfy, eh? I'm very comfy. Guys, want to interject and not to kill the vibe and the pace of this. This is off to a much better start than the yeah. last one. We were all so like, this is just a, like a slow back and forth in the last one. This is, uh, I'm like, when this is going right John, now. John, the last one. I think I have John to take just, back my hot take on Russell Wilson. Definitely elite quarterback now. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Because you're okay, saying that for the Yeah, John, John. Wait, I want to hear that. I don't know what. I don't remember that. I didn't listen to Anyway, so back to the lottery. If the likelihood of getting the numbers never changes you it's only in your favor to play when it's a high jackpot okay so that's why i only play the lottery when it's like at its max okay I which is i think like sense. 60 now it's 70 so but i still play at 60 your risk is always the same but it's what your reward is exactly yeah yeah what's wow well, what's yours jan I don't do you know. Play, do you play all the time oh, or not? Man, yeah, all the time. Really? It's like, I, I don't think I've used Yeah, you're like a dad already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've used already. cash on anything but a lottery ticket in the last two years. Like, do I you just, get um, 649 and Lotto Max every week? It just depends. Oh. Like, it depends on the day of the week. If it's like the pick is like, if it's like the same day it's coming out, I'll be like, ah, I don't want to wait. So whatever, I'll buy that. But, but you go into the convenience store and buy or do you do it online? No, if you do I cash, go, I always go to the convenience store. Like if I'm walking my dog, there's a convenience store around the corner. They'll let me take him inside. And it's like that's if I just nice. randomly had like cash on me in my jacket or something, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go buy a lottery. That, ticket. That's my dad. My dad plays the lottery every single week, and I'm like, dad, if you win, what are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm like, how would your life change? Oh, you I know. Won? I'm like, I Frank, you win fifty do. million. <laughs> like Frank, you win fifty million. What are you gonna do? Oh, I'll probably just put it in the bank. Your dad would work. Your dad would spend a dime of it. He, yeah. he would actually buy the full version of you Solitaire. Know I told, you know what? Actually, I'm he would buy another <laughs> company that no. he could run. Do you know what I told? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, dad, this is when Cass. I'm like, dad, Cass sells for a billion dollars. You know, I got. 400 million. I'm going to give you 100 mil for as a thank you. What are you going to do with it? 100 mil is enough to retire. Like, and that's 100 mil is enough for any human being. Yeah. If you can be 12 years old, then you can retire. Yeah. 100 so, mil is enough for you, your grand, yeah, your unborn yeah. grandchildren to retire. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's a, I go to him and I'm like, not a 60 year old so, man who, has, who is comfortable enough. Like, so I'm like, what would you do with it? He goes, I don't know. I'm like, you want to buy anything? He goes, I'd buy a plane. I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, and I'd rent it out. I'd start a business. I was like, Are you kidding me? I'm giving you a hundred million. You're gonna start a business with it. Yeah, think about how cool that would be. Like, all right, he doesn't even want to ride it. Oh, it looks was, like fun. Well, you know what? Second option was an Aston Martin. So I'm like, you go from ten million to three hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Uh, if you're that, there's so no funny, middle ground man. on it, man. I like. I always. I like, think a plane's more than ten million. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, so when we went uh, to the private, Bombard- we went to the Bombardier event, a, PGA, they, uh, a private jet, a G, what do they call? They're they not G six, a G seven. Ten person one. G, they're uh, they're about about forty to fifty million dollars to buy brand new. Oh shit, okay. Because Dan, I remember there's a story of Dan Bilzerian buying a used one, but he refurbished it and talked about it on a podcast, and it cost him 
Like he talked about the fact that he still came. It was almost the same as buying a brand new one. Where he paid like twenty million for his, and then he spent twenty. You have to get everything. If you refurbish a plane, you have to like build. If you build a couch, you have to make like fifty couch versions of it because they have to fire test it. Like they have to do, run it through all these different things. Oh, I didn't even think about that. So uh, you have to. F- yeah, I don't not, know. If it's fifty not versions. If it's, uh, not if it's uh, uh, a Boeing. Yeah. Wait. You guys, <laughs> you guys see the documentary? Oh yeah. How they yeah. cut corners, left, right, and center. You seen it? No, I didn't watch oh, it. The 737 oh. Max. I mean, it came out right before I was about to get on a plane, and I was like, <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on a Boeing, like, what, uh, 767. I was like, no, thank you. The Actually, Max. are you? would you ever be scared of a plane going down? I mean, absolutely. I'm I mean, like, okay, like, sorry, absolutely? Yeah. I mean, intelligently, you know that, like, you're gonna, there's going to be less plane crashes than there is, like, car accidents. Like, everyone has said it's safer to fly than it is to drive. For that sure. said, I don't want to go on a 737. I would. I don't know if I actually had like I the had plane that. goes down, it's instant. Boom! You don't think, but I had gone, that. You're gone. I had that. I don't know about that. Okay, Bro, it's instant death. <laughs> okay, instant. It, yeah, instant death. But you know, it takes a while to fall from like four. Have you seen feet. Yellow Jackets? No. Oh, the, oh, no. the soccer team one. Yeah. No, no. You think you told me to watch? It. It is very good, but I kind mean, of. I mean, you, the, you, yeah. you read the story like alive, alive. Like a miracle in the Andes, which is we the, talked about on the podcast with the Argentinian rugby team. Yeah, Argentinian rugby team that crashed in the Andes. They didn't die. Until some half, their ass. I think half like, of them, half of them die. See, even better, they and don't it's, die. It's also not a given that it's instant death. Like there are plenty of painful ways to die in a pain, in a plane crash. You never know. I feel like that's a big explosion. <laughs> well, hit the. Anyway, so yeah. Anyway, so yeah, 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 the, the lottery point because yeah. I don't know who said it, and I actually this is a kind of a good segue. I think Warren Buffett said it that it's like the biggest like it's the biggest waste of money like scam. It's the biggest tax on the poor. Tax. That's what he says. Yeah. Tax on the poor, because. Essentially, you're just giving your money to the government for free. The odds of you winning are like infinitesimal. Like, yeah, I mean, but you don't whatever. have to. I know, but you but do you pay. know, I, and this could be wrong. I don't want to say Danielle's not here, but I'm pretty sure right, the I'll lottery talk. started, uh, the mob used to run the lottery. And then the government took it over because the reason I, I think this might be true, and I can't, someone look it up if you can, because in uh, Joey Diaz, um, the comedian, always talks about this when he was living in Jersey, that you used to buy these, like, you buy tickets or whatever, the numbers, the weekly numbers, and they were run through, like, the bars. Naturally, the bars, probably connection to the mob, and it was, um, I think the mob ran it, if I'm not mistaken. It was, like, illegal bookies and stuff. And then I think the governments wanted to, like, to realize an opportunity to make money so that the thing they brought it in-house. I think... There could be things like up? that, but I So, like- here, North, it's... Again, it's this vague. is yeah. So the first modern lottery in the United States was launched with the Probably debut of the II. new uh, uh, New Hampshire sweepstakes, now known as the New Hampshire Lottery. The original game was based on the results of a horse race, and the first tickets were sold in March twelfth, nineteen sixty four. I think. Anyway, I think I think yeah. it was started that. I mean, but yeah, it is definitely it's, things like that. It's, it is. Uh, I don't know. I, I I used to buy them pretty often. I stopped buying lottery tickets. I, every now and then, I might go get one. Um, but what I wanted to ask you guys, um, do you, when you see a big number and you buy a lot of things, do you always think about like, oh, what would I do if I got this money? If you if you ask Hannah, <laughs> like damn smiling if you ask Hannah how many times we drive by and like it's the billboard and it'd be like, uh, today's Lotto Max, 55 million. I'd be like, okay, 55 million. Here's how it goes. <laughs> 40 and, into investments. Well, I mean, there's, and there's like a thing online that basically goes around like how winning the lottery is a curse and here's what you should really do. Or basically the first thing you do is you tell nobody. And then the second thing you do is you find a lawyer that will then like, basically help you either protect your identity if you want to go claim it um because that's, that's what i think about i have i'm the only person in the world with my name that i i could like find on google so if my name is like yanni Butsalis is a lottery winner 
there's no it's not like John Smith you're like which John Smith it's like there's only one of me so Jordan Butalis you don't know who who won yeah <laughs> it's like seven but of it's us like, it's so it would be so easy to track me down find me and then find my information specifically so I like that's why I, I think about it. I'm like that's a kind of a curse because it'd be so easy to spot me kind of thing I think right? Ricky and I are the only ones with our names as well yeah, yeah. but it's really? also like it's also like even if it was first name last initial there's not a lot of people that spell even Yanni the way I spell it so it would make S. it even yeah yeah and and with an I before the A and like whatever so it's even more rare wait like, the people don't spell with the I before y, the A like Y A N N I Y A N N I S isn't y- that Yanni oh, Yanni yeah, it's yeah. a bunch of different versions yeah, yeah. so it's like it or makes G, it, sometimes it's so a G, I always like think Giannis, about, like okay if I won fifty million dollars had in my lap what do I need to do <laughs> like that's ever gonna happen but then I think okay I, I one I take like half the money and set up like a trust and just let it grow because then you don't have yeah. to worry about touching it then the yeah. other half is like okay whoever has debt is no more. <laughs> like I could, you could, you could basically change. Like we have like so many first cousins, family members. I could basically just be like, you guys have no debt. Congrats. Like done. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I buy a nice car and just don't work again. You wouldn't work if you won? No, I don't think so. See, I think I would work. I would I find I, something. I, think I would find a company do. to buy something I enjoy and then run, like run that company. I don't think I could sit like, and I'm saying this as someone who's like, who's traveled. Like I've traveled a fair amount. I basically lived like I was retired for a year in the middle of like my prime years. It gets boring after a while. Doing nothing, and I do. I do what I love. I, I sat around like walking, running, and reading, like my favorite things to do. Truthfully, and traveling, it gets boring fast. I mean, I'd find something to actually go into that I would actually want to put time and effort into. But like, I'd adopt some more dogs. I'd have like a, a nicer house, <laughs> like to like actually have them in. There's not like a lot that I think I'm maxed out at two. Yeah, dogs. John, what? I guess a lot. John, John, what would you do? You? You got like a little mil. bit, like keep it, make sure it stays in front of you. I would probably golf 364 days a year. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I can see that actually. Just so retire and golf. Try and play, try and be a pro and golfer. He has enough money to fix his rotator cuff whenever it goes because it's probably going to go at that point. Oh, I think my back often. and knee would go first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd get you retire. Rick would travel. Yeah, I'd, I'd travel and I'd own, buy some sort of sports team, depending on how much I want. If I want enough to buy a sports team, I'd buy a sports team. You wouldn't have enough to buy a major league sports You'd, team. No, I'd buy, like, buy an OHL team or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, buy like, like a, the Barry Colts or like a or farm something. team of some, some second division or something. Farm team of, sorry, yeah. like a baseball farm team or like a second so, division yeah, soccer team. It'd be pretty cool to own like a triple A team. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I, that. Oh, baseball, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I'd be sick to have like a double layer. Like a, yeah. Like, have yeah. you guys seen the, the. A stadium that holds like 1,000, 2,000 people. So like on, when it's playoffs and it's busy, it's still a vibe. But like, you yeah. know, have if you, you got seen a couple that, hundred that team, the dead. bananas that's been like on Twitter uh, and yeah, banana ball. It. Yeah. That's what I'd want to do. That's crazy. That looks like so much fun. I can't tell. Is it real baseball? Is it like Harlem Globetrotter shit? It's all exhibition games for the team before they go to the real season. So they change the rules. Because I was even looking at it. I was like, how's a 70-year-old dude coming out of the stands with a beer and pitching? Yeah. And I was like, this is so cool. But that's what I'd want. How's a guy going to bat, so like, tarpless? Like, I would, guy's I would got really, no shirt going to bat. I would actually, like, that. I, that's what I'd want to do. Because then you could, like, sign a friend for, like, a one-day contract yeah. and be like, yeah, congrats. You're like a John, you know what we're talking about or no? No idea. So someone so explains it. There's John. a baseball team, the Bananas, that they basically play these exhibition games, what they call it, but, like, Banana Ball. So, like, um, if you... Yeah, but there's they tour so many shit, rules. Yeah. They they tour around. They do like all these exhibition games. But there's rules like basically even a walk, you still have to sprint to first base, um, or else you can get out. Um, or what is it on? Uh, no, on a walk, it's like um, if the ball can go, you can you can run the base as fast as you can, and the ball has to touch every single infielder before it gets back to the pitcher to stop the guy running the bases. So like you, if you get a walk, you can run. You can try to steal home, and the the other team in the field has to get the ball between every single position player on the field before you get stopped. So, John, picture like recess baseball where you make up rules as you go, 
but played with like semi-pro athletes. So like Harlem Globetrotter stuff, like, you know, it's like, it is technically real basketball, like have, but it's like, it's an entertainment thing. They'll have and a they sell out. Go, for, go up to bat and it's so strike zone is like up here, but like, you know, at the roof and then they have to try pitch him out. So every, everything's going to be a ball. And these guys will like, there's certain guys that'll go out there, literally crush a beer, take off their shirt and go to bat. Rick's, so Rick's ideal sport. Bro, I'm just like, this is, this is made, <laughs> like made for me. Like you can hit like a two, a two run home, uh, like a. Two run single home run. If you hit it like certain distance, it counts as two. Oh, it's like a distance shot. Yeah. I actually yeah. okay. So I Crazy. I, I want to ask him about the same topic because I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, what uh, what sport? What sport that is not right now a major league sport will become a major league sport in the next? Let's even say two decades. Let's say next like decade or two in North like, America. North, or? I guess North America more so because I would say like. North America is newer than most of the world that sports can develop here. Like a little is bit more. Is soccer like, an acceptable answer? But I, but I think because MLS exists already. So like I think the cricket. level they'll get to. But like that's what I'm saying. Will cricket become rugby. big in North America? Ultimate Frisbee? Because I was thinking about this. Like there will be a league that crops up that right now or even right now exists that is, you know, like um like a hobbyist type league. Maybe Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee is pretty big in the States. But so like the next MLS. Exactly. Where you can get into it now, let's say, and you know, it's like you can start a team and the league starts growing organically and it's on the map and people are paying to go see it in North America 10, 15, 20 years from So now. do you think it's a league that already exists that's going to grow in popularity or something that doesn't exist? Like are we talking like the NLL or? That's what I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. I haven't put much thought into it. I was thinking it. about this the other day, actually, and I can't remember what it was. I'm trying to think of what league to get interested in so I can maybe want to get into gonna, a team. I think you know? it's going to oh, be so you want to be like hipster sports fan. <laughs> yeah, so that way when that league gets notoriety. You could say you were a fan of it before it was popular. And maybe buying a team by that point. If Yanni's won the lottery. I say, Yanni, throw me a couple mil. We're going to buy uh, gonna buy into this league before it kind of grows, you know? But what think, sport do you think? I think honestly? it is rugby. Because if you look, I was actually at the Toronto Wolfpack first game, like the actual opener of all time, and it was like, 20 bucks for two tickets but that actually had some momentum to start to carry on and it was literally a team playing here that had to go play half its like the other half of its games across the ocean and people were like ottawa was looking at grabbing a team to expand and i think they're in a different league even the problem is one. it's too dangerous rugby but like, the thing, I like think concussions like with the growing number of concussions and the more information we have it's like you think about football football Football's the main contact sport in North America where like head injuries are like a big thing, right? And you even think like, I think we were talking about this in, in maybe 10, 20 years, like I think the number of people playing football might decrease just because of like the long-term side effects well, of it, football's right? worse than rugby for concussions. Uh, yes, and, yes and no. Well, yes so and the, no. the fact that you have pads makes you hit harder makes you hit harder yeah. so i think like because it doesn't hurt you as much to hit when rugby it's it's you'll like never lead with your skin. head in rugby because yeah and also there's no head-to-head contact yeah. in rugby. There, there's not but still like, like people you can literally throw someone into the ground i think right? more guys end up with like torn rotators and, and torn yeah. acls than and, and head you injuries up, in rugby that's a guess though. i don't know rugby well enough i'm just assuming but Me i think Ricky, rugby, i think yeah. you said cricket earlier yeah Cr- cricket i is, think that's actually a cricket good i think is gonna be i've met I met the captain of the junior Team Canada national team in Houston. What? Yeah. So during my whole debacle of traveling last week or this week. I'm Rick Mr. Mountjoy <laughs> yeah. episode. Uh, yeah. Shut up, Mountjoy. Mount, yeah, shut up, Mountjoy. I missed that what, episode. Matt? So I, um, I was at the airport, right? And this dude in all Team Canada stuff, like probably about 16, 17, uh, like Indian background uh, or, you know, that kind of background. South Asian, yeah. And uh, so I look at him, I'm like, hey, what sport you play? He's like, cricket. I was, and then I see on his pants, it says Canada Cricket. I was like, oh, you're on the Team Canada? He's like, yeah, Team Canada Junior Team. I was like, sick. Are you good? He's like, oh, I'm all right. And dad goes, oh, he's the captain. I was like, 
Ah, oh, sick, man. But yeah, so I think cricket is going to... It's just the number of people playing in India is massive. It has a lot of similarities to a lot of sports that are already big in North America. Like, baseball is a big sport. Okay, I'm not saying that cricket Wait, you is said baseball. A lot of similarities to a lot of sports. That's what yeah. I was about to ask. Other about. than baseball, like, what, what rules exist that I'm not aware of that is comparable? Well, no, not, not rules, but just like the similarities. Okay, it's played outdoors. Okay, it's not indoors or on ice or anything, right? I so, could, something I could say about cricket, though, is the to organize it and to get the size you need, <laughs> it's actually like a physically large size sport as well. Or when I say like rugby, rugby takes place on the same dimensions of yeah, a football, football or like a soccer field. Then a little so, bigger. Football? But cricket is like larger than a baseball stadium. Uh, it's like the outfield of a baseball stadium, but all the way around the center, right? So it's, I don't think it's as like deep, but it's just as large of a footprint. So then if you think about it, the places for those places to come up, it's not, yeah, it's, true, fewer, it's fewer and farther between. Well, maybe they change the rules. But right? I mean, yeah, you, they could definitely maybe modify baseball. It. Baseball's yeah. got different size diamonds. Yeah, but then that's like the that it's like a standardized field. It's not baseball. Baseball, like we even said, baseball stadiums are not standardized. It's like only between the bases, basically, and from home to the mound. But yeah. then the outfields and like Change between the everywhere. lines is the same. But then the outfield depth is different. But then so that's like that. It's caught on in the British places, like Australia. Cricket's still huge. Yeah, and like same with rugby. Like those things are large. But I think rugby has a chance. I think curling is going to be like the winter thing that because you can play it year round. It's a bull stamion. <laughs> it's fun. It's like we were Shout talking Johnny about Johnny Mo, like, though. Yeah, I would love curling to be big because when I watched it, so I during the Olympics I watched it, and then the Briar Cup I watched. Um, and man, during the Olympics, me and my dad were like watching. We were standing up in my kitchen. I was like, Dad, let's go to the living room. He's like, No, no, we were both eating. We ended up standing in front of the TV for the last uh, three sets. Last ends. three, the ends. Yeah, you know, when you change it, yeah. it's like an inning almost, right? And, you get five, yeah. six or whatever. So, yeah, we ended up standing up for the last whole bunch of them. And we were standing at the TV watching because it was like crazy. Uh, curling, I just think there's not enough curling in like major cities set up. It's like hockey's that that ice sport, right? Yeah, but you can set up a curling like venue inside a, a like uh, a conference center, which is like people have played in like basically yeah. like the Metro Toronto Convention Center can host a curling event. Which is like, it's very easy to scale it that way. It doesn't take, it takes some size, but you can fit like four sheets of ice on like the same size as the NHL rink. So four, like yeah. you have four places to compete. I just think about it. It has to be easily accessible to anybody. Curling, you you don't okay. need anything. You need ice. Yeah, you need ice. But then, but think about it. If, it takes out half the once, world. But hang on. But once the field is there, what else do you need? <laughs> right? If you, if you, cricket. So you need a cricket field to play okay go tell, the pitch. Go, tell the whole, pitch. go tell the whole <laughs> continent of south america guys i think we're getting curl. deep in the weeds here i think they're both wrong wait <laughs> handball so what, what is your thing i i actually uh, think ultimate frisbee now that i was thinking about this whole time and ultimate frisbee is the most comparable to because i was gonna say flag football maybe but i don't think uh, so sorry, football all that's why ultimate frisbee you can be a track like there's a lot of guys um you can be like it's it's, it's a it's pretty fast pace a lot of long runs, a lot of excitement, like diving catches, all that kind of thing. I got one. So I think that my thought right now is ultimate frisbee. I don't want to go too deep into this, but I do think ultimate frisbee. Um, the one with the net on the floor uh, where you hit the ball. Spike ball. Spike ball. I'm calling it right now. Let's buy a spike ball team. That's actually spike not ball? a bad guess, actually. Spike ball. But, like, but if it's going to be uh, like... It's cheap to a play. Sport, it's a pretty, sport that's going to be a major it's league. Exciting. It's, it's got to be a space. team sport. So Spikeball is teams. Teams of two. Okay, are you going to buy a sub? franchise for Spikeball? Honestly, like right. it's like beach volleyball, but like better, cooler. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool because you don't Yo, know honestly, how to play it well. I, you watch, I suck, but I play it. It's cool in the sense it. that like pogos were cooler when we were younger. I'm going with you 50-50. The Toronto... 
I mean, like, what's a spike? Like, how do you you buy a spike ball team? You can buy the thing for a hundred bucks at Walmart. Why do you need to buy that's, a tee? But that's what because everybody can play it. So then, why do you? What's let me ask you? Let me let me and ask you. Wait, players, wait, wait. I got an analogy. How many how many teammates are on a Formula One team? Two. Boom. You you you'd really, you really <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you really discount like no, you know, that's like a terrible analogy. But I was an easy. I was just a segue to no, Formula like One. Golf. There. We don't yeah, own a team that you're playing as your yeah, player. Okay, um, Anyways, we're winning on the weeds in this one. Yeah. No, but there's, well, there's boys, I want to pivot to F1, though. I want to talk well, about Well, actually, I, was in, I can transition Go. to that. Because when you're saying like football, less people are going to play. Because I looked this up because um, someone had mentioned when they were watching Drive to Survive. They're like, why do they have to be so athletic? It's because like the constant like G-forces you're put under on your turns and everything. Like one of the, uh, one of the turns in uh, Turkey, you're under like four to five Gs for a sustained like uh, something like eight seconds, which is like, it, that's like fighter pilot levels of stuff. But in, I was looking up what the comparable is in like football, but football, you're, you're put under between 40 to 80 G's of force when someone tackles you for about a, like less than a second. 40? 40 to 80 G's of like force on your body. What? Yeah, so 80 it's times... Like, it's almost like getting like hit by a car. 80 times your weight is like the pressure put onto your body. So imagine... So the one is only four times your weight though? Yeah, more. That's, that, but that's like a sustained but it's, 50 yeah, it's laps. Sustained. It's like so oh, your, your, head, your head in your helmet, your helmet might be like three pounds, but then it turns into like 15 pounds on one turn and you're doing that 50 times to be like turned around and your body's like slamming. You ever see the training they do when they have like Spike bands ball. around their Spike. necks and they're, yeah. and they're like holding it at a set thing or where they're trying to like turn that really yeah, heavy yeah. wheel? Yeah, they're sweating like crazy. Sorry, I'm opening this wrapper, guys. Yeah, you bought me chocolate. The um, pretty, pretty epic chocolate company. I'll, I'll the uh, yeah, we're gonna do a spike ball team. <clears throat> I mean, it's only two people on a spike ball team, is it not? How expensive? Yeah. Could, to, how could expensive could it be to own a spike ball team? But it's like if you and George played, you're a team. You're, you're but yeah, ball. it wouldn't. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be like a franchise team. It would just be two players. Just go get. Go <laughs> like get it wouldn't be like. You, it wouldn't be know. like the Toronto Maple Leafs of spike ball. It would be the pals, John and Joe Smith. <laughs> Yeah, but you can make it a team. Because like Team Ferrari. It would start, be a team. Making, it would be a team team. like the way like Degeneration X and WWE was a team. That was a fucking sweet team. <laughs> yeah, where are they now? Like Bro, fucking on the Hall of Fame of Wrestling. Um I don't like eating on podcasts, but I gotta no, just move the mic away. You're fine. I know, but I gotta give a shout out to Yanni. Yanni brought me these chocolates. They're from a company called Seize Candy. You guys Ooh, know what you guys know what Seize Candy is? No. Not, this, this definitely does not need a plug. They don't they don't need any any help. <laughs> Seize Candy is one of the first one of the first companies, right? That Warren Buffett bought. Yeah. Oh yes. Seize Candy. That. He talks about it like all, it's one of the things like he always talks about. He keeps them uh, when he does his annual press con his annual shareholders meeting. He keeps them on the table. They're peanut brittle. He eats it. It's a very like basic, nothing sexy about it, but it's like one of the oldest candy companies in America. Maybe that might be an, that might not be true. I don't know about that. So it's been around for a long time. He bought it. One of his first companies that he's owned. They have like an economic. Anyways, I'm not going down the weeds, but Yanni bought me some, which I never even know they had this stuff. Like, I didn't know they had it in Canada. Where'd you buy it? I bought it in uh, Denver Airport. Oh, that's why. Yeah. So, anyways, but, yeah. I'm going to eat some chocolate. <laughs> okay, so before we switch over to F1, um, uh, Yanni, what did you say was your team that was sport that's going to take off? I don't know. I said, like, curling. I said curling? rugby. Okay. But that's what I was saying with the football thing. In rugby, the the helmet on helmet collisions don't happen. It's mostly people getting dragged down and tackled. So like soft tissue injuries happen, like torn ACLs, stuff like it that. It is a dangerous. But that, that's why I see it happening because when as NFL, the NFL fades, people will still want to have that type of sport. And rugby also is just consistent action. Like for one NFL game, it's like twelve minutes of live ball. For one like like match in rugby, it's about forty five minutes of live ball. 
That's true. So you're you're that's you're true. getting almost as much game time as you get in like an NBA game or an NHL game. That's true. So that's why I see like for you you pay to watch 12 minutes of actual football like people running for football and you're there for 2 <coughs> hours. So why not go somewhere that's an hour and a half and you get 45 minutes to like 50 minutes of it actually being live ball. That's true. So that's fair. you get more bang for your buck people are going to eventually tune out the commercials. The game like, time to clock time ratio in football is really poor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, baseball too. Well, there's no yeah. clock. Yeah, but think about the, when they're during the actual action of the game versus non-action. Like you can watch Jays the Jays game. You can watch it in 20 minutes if you fast forward when they do Jays 20 and 20 or whatever. 30, it's, in, it's 30. in 30. The 30 Jays minutes, in 30, right? yeah. and that's still more game time than than a football game. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're actually right. Yeah, it's just so crazy. Sorry, but John, what was the sport you said? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, either rugby or cricket. Rugby or cricket, yeah. George, your ultimate frisbee. Alright. Yeah. Fuck it. That's I've, an interesting I've, question. Hang on. Right? I've, I've gone through enough gym question? classes where we played Ultimate Frisbee with no one who actually knows how to play and no one found it enjoyable. So that's why I'm like uh, eh. it's a big it's on it's on ESPN eight and ESPN. It's like a big it's in, the in biggest America. intramural sport in um in colleges. Mm. That's how it be, that's how things become sports. Yeah. Not necessarily. True. But like how did the first like basketball game start? Guy put a milk basket up in a, in a school gym or something? How do you not know that? It's a Canadian Smith, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Smith. He he put it, but it was a school, wasn't it? Or like a community center? YMCA. Yeah. But yeah, but he put up a basket. A bunch of guys started playing. It became a professional sport. Yeah. I really do think spike ball, spike ball could be it. <laughs> All right. I think we're getting too much into yeah. this one. Uh, okay, let's I wanna, I wanna, F1. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about F1. Did you, did you guys watch qualifying today? Uh, no. Or last I, saw, night? I, I tried to stay up and I was just exhausted. So I went, <laughs> went to sleep. Wait, what time was it? Well, it's in Australia. It was at 1 30 a.m. I'm staying up tonight. I am going to stay up to watch the race. I watched the recaps. Like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch tonight, but I I always watch the recaps of like free practice and qualifying for the ones that are like this late because, well, there's not many that are this late. Most are like at the latest they'll go is like three in the afternoon or seven, seven in the morning, like three in the afternoon. Usually they're early. They're like at like five. Yeah, because that's a year. That's like the European stretch yeah. is usually the no. Best but even those, I have I put every race in my calendar this year. Yeah, so I have them all in my calendar. They're most are like at nine a.m. It would be Set, it'd eight be, nine a.m. It's like this one, Japan and uh, Malaysia. Are but Japan's the ones not this year. Is it? Yeah, it's this year. It's October. Oh, I, I thought know you that. put every one of them in your calendar. I don't remember. <laughs> I couldn't name all the tracks. I was just like looking and then typing it in my Google Calendar. You, um, did you guys become fans of F1 because of a certain driver, because of Drive to Survive, because of family members? Why did you guys each get into F1? John, I started start watching in 2013 when I went to uh, the Canadian Grand Prix with Mark Jackson. So if he listens, here's a shout out to Mark Jackson. And uh, I'm like incapable of casually watching a sport. So like if I'm going to watch something, I want to understand what makes it interesting. John, that is probably the best way to describe it. You are incapable of doing something half-assed. Baseball, points. Yeah. yeah. It's either you go all in and you need to master Golf. it so, or you can't Everything I've told John to get into, he's better at than me and more obsessed with than me. Never baseball? until he stops. Until he stops. Baseball. And then he's checked Sorry, out. Yeah, I, I was at the game yesterday. I'm like, what the fuck? When did uh, Mitch Garver end up on Texas? Like <laughs> baseball. I asked you to join our fantasy league. You're like, ah, I don't know if I'm into this stuff, but you joined. Ended up killing our league. I was, I regretted it. You want more chocolate? Um, and then, um, points. I got what you're talking about after, but I got you into that, and now you're just leaps and bounds ahead of me on this stuff. I don't think golf. I think you got. That's. I don't think I had anything. To no, do no. That. I've always played golf, but but you took it more seriously lately. Oh yeah. Anyway, sorry, jump back to the so, uh, Yeah, so I started watching 2013 when I went to the Canadian Grand Prix. And that was when, like... Because in football, it's very easy to see what makes something impressive. Like, you see, like, like that catch from Odell Beckham Jr. Like, you can appreciate that regardless of if you understand football or not. But, like, when you see a car pass another car, you're just like, what is he, like, 
going on the gas harder like what makes that impressive and so i started like learning all about like drs and and curs and everything i'm like okay Cur like this is what's curs kinematic energy recovery system it's so when the lights on the so back, of the, of, the on the back of the car they charge your battery and that battery uh gives you like an extra 80 horsepower for up to six seconds and so you can use that to defend like uh against a car trying to attack because you can't use drs if you're defending your position drs is only for overtaking so you have curves. explain to people because people who are fans will know drs is when it opens the back uh, yeah, it opens up the back the, wing. The drag reduction the drag. system. And so the, basically, uh, you have to be within one second of the car. Guy, I'm putting the mic away. You guys can go. You have to, you have to be <laughs> within. You have to be within one second of the car ahead of you when you pass the a certain line that detects it. So it's like the 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 detection zone. And when you're within one second, so if you watch the last Formula One race where you both saw Verstappen and Leclerc trying to break in the middle of the track like where there was a random line there, it's because whoever was ahead at that line, the other car would have gotten DRS, been able to like open up their way. And that's new wing. this year. So, so DRS, it's, it's, there's specific zones. Uh, but in, in the past, like you have to be within a second, but you can't follow too closely on turns because in the past there was a, they called it catastrophic down, loss of downforce because of all the turbulent air behind a car. So you had to stay a certain distance back. So, in order to pass on a DRS, you need the long straightaway, yeah. and you have to be within a second. Whereas now, uh, all of the changes they've made this year, and, and again, not being able to casually watch, I want to understand what's going on. So you see, like, <laughs> the first race of the season. John Max subscribed to, like, the F1 magazine and, like, the newsletters and everything, probably. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That's exactly Actually? what happened. <laughs> yeah. Come on. No, so I saw, I saw an article from the F1 app where it explained, like, here's all the new changes this year for the car. And I'm like, all right, this is fucking cool. And this was after I saw the first race. So in the first race, Max passed Charles. And then, like, two turns later, Charles passed Max. And this happened again later on in the race. And so I'm like, this has never happened, but like DRS isn't new. What's going on? Well, the reason is because they can follow more closely now. They're with they're like, you don't need a long straightaway. Any DRS zone, you can actually pass a car if you're within a second now because you can follow so close. You're not starting from further back. Sorry, and, and to, 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 out of curiosity, why are they, if that's the catastrophic zone before, why do they change it now? When you say catastrophic, does that mean yeah. it's dangerous to follow that close? No, 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 no. So it means, so... It's it's not catastrophic. It's catastrophic loss of downforce. So the thing that gives you grip on turns is your downforce. And so uh, they were saying if you were uh, three cars back, it was thirty five percent loss of downforce, and one car back it was forty eight. So lengths now, you're saying no forty eight percent loss of downforce. But I'm saying car lengths. Yeah, or car like, lengths. So like yeah, not sorry. one car in front. Yeah, car, car lengths. Length. Yeah. Got it. So now with the changes, it's eight percent loss of downforce if you're three car three cars back, and eighteen percent loss if you're one car back. Okay. And so basically, I don't know if you if you like look at the cars. So they have uh, the new front wing. It's got a like a an area that goes up on the outside, and then on the tires it has an area that goes up over on the, the tire, inside. Yeah. So what that does is it directs the air out instead of back. So it's basically the outwash from the arrow yeah. from the and then from the, the rear car. Wing. It used to be that you'd have these crazy like veins on the car, as they call them, that it's all these like sticky out points on it. So it looked like a, what, a can transformer. You can you explain that? Yeah, I need to. So it's basically the aerodynamic. Have, this, is, air, this is really. No, I'm okay. enjoying this a so, lot because I don't so know. So this I, can, stuff. I can even say like, so when I started watching F1, it was because our neighbor was a mechanic who loved Ferrari. So it Die was a, it, it was the time when Michael Schumacher was winning all his championships, and this guy we didn't even know he had a Ferrari in his garage that was under a tarp that like, was like a 60 I'm, i can touch it's like a 67 ferrari and my dad tells this story that so he didn't ever drove it because the brakes were shy he could never fix it he's a mechanic and it's just it was dangerous he wouldn't he wouldn't drive it because he didn't want someone to get mm -hmm. hurt he wouldn't sell it for that reason either so he's a collector thing 
And he said to my dad one day, because we had another neighbor who wanted to buy it off him. This neighbor was pretty well to do. He's like, I can't sell it to you. And he said to my dad, he goes, the only person I'll sell that to is George. <laughs> and uh, my dad told me this. I'm like, what? He's like, he would have given this, that, like, you wanted you to have that car. I was like, what? Why don't we have it? <laughs> and he's like, he, he, rest in peace, Lena. He passed away. We didn't end up like, you know, didn't, I, I don't care about the car. But I was like, bro, this guy's going to give me a six, seven Ferrari. Anyways, yeah. So our so, neighbor, so, 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 wait, wait, yeah, nice one thing. Do you notice how they continually, continuously just bounce back and forth perfectly explaining the story of this DRS? They're better than that. The somehow they just they, went <laughs> in sync. It's like they one was finishing the story. The other one just picked it up midway and then it went back. It was like. You guys are fucking great right now. Anyway, so when I started watching, all right, Ricky, thanks, buddy. Go, 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 tell us. So when I started watching, the vein thing, one understand too. So when I started watching, it was back when Schumacher was winning, and like actually when Lewis Hamilton just started in F one. I remember having like a Vodafone like remote control car, so I was like, oh, like McLaren, they have the Vodafone sponsorship. I was like, I like that logo, that's cool, and that's like the year he started. So I maybe stopped watching then, and then I picked it back up when Daniel Ricciardo joined Red Bull. Um, so I, I missed like Sebastian Vettel being dominant. Or and that whatever. was like when I started. And that's watching. when he started. You started with Vettel. Yeah. So yeah. the 2013 race, I think that was the last of Vettel's like four championships in a row. And like Vettel was on Red Bull then. Yeah. yeah Vettel was, was on, on Red Bull, Bull uh, for, I want to say six You've been a big Red years? Bull guy for a long time. That yeah. Makes sense. And like in school when I was like the Red Bull student brand manager, like obviously I drank the Kool-Aid, like Red Bull is just an awesome like brand. So like. To, to like watch what they did like they were able to go from starting a team within like 10 years like winning the driver driver championship four times in a row like that's well to be fair they, they bought like jaguar in 2005 and then by 2009 i think they was when vettel won yeah so he won 9 wow. 10 9 no he won 10, 10 11, 11 12 13. 13 and that's because what happened was in 14 they changed over to the uh turbo hybrids and that's what why, is that? Okay, what's a turbo hybrid? So the engines used to be V10s or V8s. I think, yeah. All right, whatever. So they used to be way more powerful, just straight gas. And they, well, they used to, to be more powerful. Yeah. Yeah, they used to be like absurdly powerful. Um, they used to have over Even a thousand like horsepower. Even like the indie engines, they're stronger. Yeah, yeah he's been talking about this a lot. With me. We'll, so, we'll touch on indie So basically, back when, like, uh, back when like McLaren was winning with like Lewis Hamilton, which is like, it's crazy. He, he almost won it in his first year as a driver, coming in as a rookie. So he's like incredible and then he actually switched to mercedes because mclaren had been botching those last years when like red bull was winning mclaren had been in the tank um so he went to mercedes but Re mercedes had petitioned to get the engines changed over to v6 like hybrid turbos and that's where the curs system comes in the mguk the mguh or whatever it is um those are the other engine pieces that like to harvest the the battery like the battery store like regenerative braking all these things were on like were being <coughs> developed by f1 that are now on like every hybrid car every electrical car so, so i can ask so okay so they what was the besides adding these features what was the benefit of changing engines? they, they wanted to be more green yeah so they, they're even moving towards i think in the next few years they're going to move towards uh renewable energy so instead of using like in 2026 they're changing the engines again and they're looking at like do we go into like a more even sustainable fuel is it going to be have to be more like fuel efficient by like 30 percent um it's crazy because the amount of they they do something like 300 kilometers uh on these on these engines in a race and they basically put as much fuel in as you might in your jeep yeah, and they're and they're they're ripping around the track at an average speed of like 160 to 70 kilometers an hour. Sometimes, that's God. for for just over a race. So if they can go 300 kilometers at that's like doing those speeds like up to 300 and down, 
like very fuel efficient car and people don't recognize that, but it's also racing. They used to refuel in the races. They used to, yeah. But they eliminated no, that. They don't, they don't do that anymore. No, I know that, yeah. but they eliminated that when, when the it, engines it made, changed. It, or made, just, it just made racing very boring. It was like a change, I think, that came in like 2006, 2005. What was it? Sorry? They refuel the cars. They used to refuel the cars in racing. So oh, if you actually, there's anymore? a video of like Max no. Verstappen's dad, Joss Verstappen, when he's with Jaguar. They're refueling the car, but it, it disconnected and it actually like lit him on fire for like a brief period there. Like, and one of his like mechanics got lit on fire too. So it used to be, it was also terribly dangerous. Yeah. People would, like pouring gas in a hot vehicle. And also like the, and a running vehicle. sometimes, yeah. sometimes it even start like ghost fires where basically someone will light on fire, but you actually can't see the flame because it was like just the type of fuel yeah, they use. Yeah. It's like jet oh, that's fuel. crazy. Um, but that just made bracing boring. Um, like tires used to suck too. Like every team had a different tire. Like some people had Bridgestone, some people had Pirelli or whatever, or Firestone, whatever it was. And that would change the racing too. And that's why like, uh, Ferrari was so dominant for a while. They had the best tires. They had the best strategy for like fuel that they would like, they would start with low fuel and then refuel halfway through the race to like a bigger tank to just rip again. Made it really boring. Sorry, and why would that make that boring though? Isn't because that a, isn't basically that no one, no one, no one could pass each other and they would only pass each other when they went for a pit stop. I don't know. You compare it to what's happening now and it's a lot this more is, exciting. Now. This it's is crazy way different. I, I, so yeah. So back to like the, 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 the passing now. So on the last race. Yeah. That's what I want to understand. Yeah, Sorry yeah. as well. Sorry not to cut you off. I want to understand. Cause you guys mentioned that like you were both talking about the how they can now do DRS closer because the cars have veins or something like that. Okay, so the the aerodynamic philosophy of the cars before, um, what they have now is the tunnels under the vehicle suction them to the road, right? So it's a Venturi, I believe Venturi tunnels. It suctions them to the road. Before, it used to be all the air pressure going over them would push them down. Now it actually goes underneath the car and sucks them down. Okay. So when you have outwash of all these cars that goes over you when it's dirty air, your car goes through this turbulent air and it's like turbulence on a plane. It that's why you get you can't follow. It's dirty air shooting back behind you. If you look at like the the diagrams that show like how the air coming off the car looks like, you can see it in like the water spraying off. Um, it just makes it difficult to follow. You you lose downforce. That means you can't grip around the corners. You can't continue following as fast. It, it's like you're done. Um, like F1 cars downforce is enough that theoretically you could drive upside down in a tunnel. Like that's how much downforce they produce. So when you drive in behind another car and you lose that, you, your tires don't work as well. And major they burn disadvantage, out. obviously. Major disadvantage. The new aerodynamic philosophy is to clean up the dirty air, less pieces on the car, so it's very much one clean kind of flow through. You want it to blow up, like away from the cars rather than behind the cars. So when they're behind them, all the dirty air is beside them, not going straight back. And that lets you like follow. So like what John was saying in the first race when Leclerc and Verstappen were like chasing each other. Leclerc was letting him pass because he knew I could follow close and then retake him on the next corners after like two more turns. And that's why you th he's too aggressive yeah. into it, and I can then follow right behind, get the draft, and then pass him. And that's without DRS. So some, so can I? So sometimes advantageous now with this new style, it, it might be advantageous to be in the second position. Did you the watch first. the last race? So that's so, exactly what Max did. Okay, so yeah. so Max went. The, Max went. So the first time he passed Charles, and maybe explain there, it. Give people like some people might not have watched the race, so maybe give a little bit of context. Okay, so. Like, Max I, I'm gonna have to do one more, yeah. one more uh, trip ahead. around. Go ahead. So, uh, so yeah, the rear wings—they have that kind of like uh, round design at the end, so that also pushes the air out. But there's—I think there's a little more freedom with how uh, how like the teams want to like design their their wing, uh, their rear wings. So I saw on the uh, on this one article, Ferrari because they have a more powerful engine on the acceleration, they have uh, a, a bigger rear wing, which gives them more downforce, and so it loses their top end speed, but it gives them more acceleration in the corners. Whereas the Red Bull went with a smaller uh, rear wing, which sacrifices downforce and grip 
in tight turns, but it gives them a higher top end speed. And so that's why at the last race in, uh, what was it? Abu Dhabi. Yeah, no, no. Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Um, Saudi Arabia <clears throat> there was a sector one was uh, a, a lot of turns and sectors two and three were more straights. So the Red Bulls were faster on the more straighter sections and the Ferrari was faster on the turns, naturally. So Max had to stay within a second through sector one in order to have a chance to pass on sector two. And so he finally got to that range and he passed. But there was two DRS zones that were within like two turns of each other. So on the second zone, Charles passed. So then the next time Max remembered, and so when he went to go past him on that first section, he actually, if you watch, he closed his DRS. Actually, first. sorry. First, he break, he broke fast, and Charles was trying to break too because they didn't want to pass, and then Charles accelerated out of it, and, and they both kind of like locked up for a little bit. So on the next pass, I remember that, that okay. was when Max, he had his DRS open and was going to pass him, and then he actually closed it midway and like slowed down but didn't break, like didn't like break up too fast so that he was behind him for the next DRS section. And so it was like, oh, the, so he yeah, passed the first one. section. He was going to get overtaken he was again give it a break by back. keeping both be in the yeah. back. He passed him the second and then gets the straight out. Yeah. So he passed him on the set on the second section and then had to build up a lead from there. Uh, oh, so I didn't know that. So when you, when you open up the wing, it gives you an extra 15 to 18 kilometers an hour. So in previous years, when you had to stay further than three cars back that 15 kilometer hour an hour might be enough to pass on a straight for depending on how long the straight is but now if you only have to stay within like one car length that 15 kilometers an hour is huge you don't need as long of a section to pass so the crazy thing is like um that's crazy if you actually look at the same race with like Jetta last year because it was like max verstappen and lewis hamilton it was like one of the final four races that they're competing for the world championship um max Braked in front of Lewis at that same DRS zone that like Max and now Charles Leclerc both break this year to try get the advantage. So he did the same thing last year, but he, that's when Lewis Hamilton like hit the back of him because the same thing was happening. The Mercedes could that's take the one him. where he's brake checking me or whatever on yeah. the mic. Yeah, no, so, that was when I think they told Max to like oh, let him pass. Not, that was different. Yeah. yeah. So basically, it was the same thing was happening at that circuit of like Lewis could take him in like the turns because the. Mercedes was good at turning, but then the Red Bull had like the straight line speed. Um, but then Mercedes was still just dominant. So that's why that games are happening. But like this race in, uh, in Australia, um, if you look at all the, the, the tracks and how easy passing is, this one is one of the, the third or second worst on the whole calendar. You get an average of 10 people passing in a race in like the only one worse is like Monaco. Is it a city course, uh, Melbourne? Yeah, it's a city. So the one thing track. I want to say, so I think in previous years, the Saudi track was actually not known for a track that was like easily to pass. Are you saying the... The, uh, the track that they did last last week or Jetta? two weeks ago. Well, Jetta's, yeah. that's a, this is only the second year it's been around. And I think that was the year. So after Max had to give Lewis the position, it was impossible for him to pass him back on it. Yeah, but that was just last year. That's the first year it was oh. in. It was um, Saudi Arabia was last year, the first year. But there's like there's other tracks, and they, some of them are good. Montreal's in the middle of them, but it's always like good races there, usually because there's sometimes rain and it, but it makes it fun. But Australia, it's like this is a real test for the new generation of cars um, because there's so few chances to pass, and they even made some of the parts of the track wider uh, to help with it. But it's not an easy course to be on. They added more DRS zones, which is like. When you have DRS, that's only there's only certain places you can use it. So they actually had four at one point, and they took one away just because they're like that seemed a little absurd to have that. It's basically like you can reduce your drag around almost the whole circuit, um, and that's not making it faster doesn't make passing easier. 
Okay. But it's like this race will be like the test of like if people can follow, if people can pass. So on average, uh, if you, I, I think this does not include like the first lap when everyone just starts. But yeah, the first two you can't use DRS. Yeah. So after the first lap, there's an average of ten passes by cars for the whole race in this in Melbourne in, at Melbourne because it's not a great track for it. Like Monaco so is pole like, positions. It's, very it's key very. In this. That's why Lewis okay. like when he has like pole position, he usually he's like either won it or ended up like second in like the last like six races there. Okay. Because he's kept it. So let go sorry, ahead. wait one yeah, thing. Yeah. I want to. What's everyone's team? So John, you're obviously Red Bull. Yeah. Yanni, for me, it's like it's. I like Lewis Hamilton because I've. So you're like, a, I like you're a, he, a, I like a driver, not a team. I'm a fan of him, but like McLaren, I like. Okay, so you That's my uh, were you McLaren because of Hamilton? Yeah, and then okay, and but and then, then I like Lewis Hamilton just in general. So it's like kind of like a Brady New England thing. Yeah, it's people still like Brady, but they're New England fans by yeah because they're Italy and also Brady fan. Yeah. Um, George, I actually weird. I actually agree with my brother. Um, I like Lu I you know when I first started watching Drive to Survive, that's when I kind of got into it. If I'm being honest, um, back to my yeah, my original question: Why'd you get into? Oh it? yeah, yeah. I, I, I got it from Drive to Survive. Like I mean, I would here and there I'd see it, but I never found it. I was like, oh, it's just racing. I didn't. I don't know why. I just never give it the time. Watching that now, I like I'm I'm extremely fascinated by it. Um, I, I never really liked Lewis Hamilton, but then Yanni started telling me about him, and he's like, you know, he gets a bit of a bad rap amongst us like, in the sport, but he does a lot philanthropically and all these why things. He, sorry, why does he get a bad rap? So, Not a bad rap, but it's maybe just a like, bunch of old waspy white dudes back when he started, and like, and like, if you look at when Lewis Hamilton first came in to where he is now, like he's basically become himself. And before he bas- he had to like people like applaud him for being like a, a normal human being. But when Max Verstappen would, or like the team principals, like uh, Christian Horner or anyone else, even Total Wolf would have like bad attitudes about stuff. They would get like nothing against them. But Lewis Hamilton would say, you know, I don't think that's fair. They'd be like, oh, that's terrible. He complains about everything. But this guy oh, has to literally be, yeah, a lot of was it has the, to probably that, do with that. Is he the first black, dri- first black driver? I don't, I don't believe so, but he's definitely the first yeah. black champion. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I can't think of... But the, but the whole problem is, is like, think about the, the, you think about the level he gets held to and that he holds himself to, and like almost, almost nobody else gets held to that, and he, he like, it's like LeBron. I was going to say... LeBron gets anointed t- at like 16 years old as like the next best thing, and what's the biggest controversy LeBron's had? He didn't like condemn China, and he didn't support like vaccines. But almost everything else he's done, like what does he, where, when does he put a foot wrong? Lewis Hamilton was being criticized for his own personal life, not even what he did driving. Like he had Fernando Alonso as a teammate. Fernando Alonso intentionally held him up in a qualifying session when they were teammates. He 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 stopped his car in the pit when they're changing tires just to screw him over. And like everyone said, oh, Lewis Hamilton is overreacting. So like Wait, you know, what? this is like back in the day when they're on McLaren. This is together. like 15 years ago. Yeah, that's whack. So think about that. Was- this guy he holds himself to like the highest standard, as does everyone else, and he like delivers on it. And then meanwhile, he's like looked to be like the voice of like you know when uh, Black Lives Matter, that movement was happening, and they brought it to the grid. He was the guy that everyone like turned to to be like the voice about it. And like meanwhile, you get like Sebastian Vettel, really good guy. But like no one cares. He's just like he's just a race car driver and like whatever. You get like people like Kimi Raikkonen who retired, who are just like he's like I if I could drive and ignore everything else, that's all he wants to do. So he was like not hostile to the media, but but just not. Everyone the, thought it was funny get, that he was so miserable, but it's like I think what you're getting at is like he got and I've, I he kind gets of see held to a different he gets put under a lot of scrutiny standard. more than any other driver oh, yeah. in, in like real world as well because of the face kind of that helped. Maybe make it more mainstream because he was a very like not relatable with the road, but he came from you know like you know tough maybe didn't come from as much of a think wealthy of, background, which is a big. Thing so in Nicholas racing. Latifi, his father pays thirty million dollars to Williams so he can race and they can sponsor them. 
Um, a lot of guys do. Uh, Guan Yu Zhao or Zhao is uh, getting is has his backers paying Alfa Romeo uh, fifty million dollars for him to race. Um, you win the lottery, you're gonna race. Lando, Lando, Lando about Nikita Mazepin. Nikita Mazepin, <laughs> your Alkali, his father, one of the oligarchs from Russia. They were paying for his seat, and he did not deserve one in the least bit. You and have, he complained, and the driver surviving is on the biggest baby, and then the car this year, fucking Magnussen is absolutely killing it. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> sorry, to I want to fair. That was like he did. Yeah, yeah. I want to stick on one thing because I thought about, about the team just to get this wrapped up. But so to the point that he's making, I don't know enough about it, so I took his word for it. I'm like, oh yeah, Lewis. Maybe I, you know, thought he's kind of overrated or too much hype. But then I started watching. I'm like, seems like a good dude, really sick driver. Um, so Lewis Hamilton is definitely my favorite driver, and I wanted to win. I also hate Max Verstappen. I can't I, stand. I him. think my favorite Lewis Hamilton story is Ricky bumping into him yeah. at Lost and Found. <laughs> yeah, do you know the story? <laughs> no, I don't know if I told oh, it on the pod, but yeah. uh, this would have been about five years ago. Yeah, wow. fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, yeah, around that time. And uh, so we're at Lost and Found, and you know, Saturday night it's bumping. And uh, so I'm there, and you know, I'm hammered. And I bump into this, you know, small black dude, and he, like we bump shoulders. And I look at him; he had this hat on. I'm like, "Yo, that's a sick hat. Where'd you get it?" He's like, "Oh, it's mine." I was like, "Oh, it's sick, man. Good for you." <laughs> and I walked, like, you know, bro, and I kept walking to the bathroom. He's like, "Thanks, man." And I walked to the bathroom. So like two or three days later, and like people might have said Lewis Hamilton was there, but like I didn't. I don't really care for F1 that much. But somebody's like, oh, Lewis Hamilton was a show. This is when like Facebook photos were still getting posted after nightclub events. And like you'd go on the Facebook page and download your photos so you could post them on Instagram or whatever. So I remember going through this, this album and I think I remember sending it to like the group or something. I was like, hey, guys, remember that hat? Remember that guy I told you that, that sick hat? This is a hat. Do you guys know what brand it is? And they're like, <laughs> you mean Lewis Hamilton? I was like, no, like the, the guy with the hat. I'm talking about the hat. He's like, bro, it's Lewis Hamilton. I'm like, I don't care about Lewis. I don't know who Lewis Hamilton. Where's the hat from? Like he said, it was his. It's a Lewis Hamilton hat. He's like the greatest race car driver. I was like, my bad. Like, it's so funny. Um, anyways, George would be like, "Yo, how's it going?" Man? <laughs> I like Lewis Hamilton. My favorite team's McLaren. I'll fucking wrap that story up. I, I think you know what? I don't have a team. You? I think I'm gonna go Ferrari just because I remember John Nono used yep. to watch our. My mom's dad was a diehard Ferrari fan, so I remember being in Brazil or even when we were was younger. Sat- was he Senna? Senna no, yeah, was Senna. McLaren. No, so but McLaren, uh, yeah. um, the Brazilian raced on uh, on Ferrari. Senna was Rubens Barrichello. No, Senna was was Ferrari. Rubens Barrichello did not, he did not then, race Ferrari. <clears throat> he was like he was like Lotus. Senna was McLaren. Right? He was McLaren. He was Williams. Okay, I mean, then who was the? It was either Italian or someone. No, no, loved Ferrari. I'm pretty sure. But then there was also Schumacher time. But yeah, and then that was towards the end of the But he um, he always used to have this red uh, Ferrari shirt and his red Ferrari hat that I still have in my room at mom and dad's that he would always wear every Sunday morning religiously just sit there. And I'm like, I don't know how this guy watches. All you hear is like, mum, 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 like every 10 oh, seconds. Oh, it's so good. I used to get so annoyed, but now I think I'm just going to go Ferrari because of that. At least I got sentimental value for that. My uh, my sister and, and brother-in-law. So I'm a Leclerc fan. Am I... Leclerc, he's sick this year. My sister and brother-in-law went to uh, Mon- uh, Monza, Monza 2016. 2016, yeah. I saw the race who's at Monza. Who's the... Um, I, got, I got one Ricardo. for you, Wait, who's no. Ricardo? Right. What, Ricardo's right? in McLaren now. I get a lot of people say I look like him. No, uh, no. Nah. Well, I go literally on TikTok, I, mean, I get his, it all the time. Maybe skinnier, longer face. Like yours, yeah. yeah, he's got longer <laughs> face. Yeah. What were you going to say? Okay. <laughs> if you had to guess, how much older do you think Max Verstappen is than Charles Leclerc? How much older? Yeah. I think he's younger. Max? Is he actually? Wait, is he old? Is a trick question or no? I think no, he, he is he's older. older. He, I think it's one year. It's, they're they're close. It's sixteen days. Oh yeah, 
Well, I, like, didn't, I didn't know this actually. Virgin yeah. and I were just talking they're, about well, it. They're, they're, they're like buddies. They'll grow up. They used to race. Yeah. You should actually see a video when they used to race karts. Um, they like collided or something. But and like then, when Claire's been in Formula One for how long? Like four he, years, five it's years? Been, no, he's been with Ferrari Max. for three years and before that he was with Max, Alfa Romero. Max has been around. For, Max has been like in his seventh or he started at 17. Sorry, you're right, you're and right. Yeah. The, and wait, 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 sorry. F1, he was 17. Yeah, yeah. They, they bent the rules for him to get in there. He actually wasn't even like a Red Bull driver. He only signed with Red Bull to basically get into F1. So he was in like an independent racer. So you he might not like him. This stream. kid's a goat. Like, this oh, kid's he's very, oh, he's, very he's really good. good. How old is he now? 24? No, he's 20, he's no, 24 years 23? old. He's 26. And he just got the biggest contract in F1 history. Yeah. Is that correct? I think he's 24. Didn't he win two titles already? No one. Last year's controversial. Yeah. So last year's year he won or last yeah, year? Yeah, last year's year he won. And that's an asterisk on last year. Is it actual asterisk or is it public? No, 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 so public won. Okay. Is it an asterisk on? It's asterisk. not an asterisk. So here's he people, people, but okay. Let me put, let Ricky, you tell me if, if the rule is there's a safety car, that means something happened on the track. Everyone has to go behind the one safety car. And then after every car is released to unlap themselves, you then start racing. They let three cars go that were between Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen. And then they started racing again when there's people behind them that needed to go through and unlap themselves. And they left one lap of racing left just so for that to happen. Do you understand? But, would, but, okay, the, wait, the wait, wait. Ended, no, but what, what the race would have ended. What did the rules say? The rule say? is every car is supposed to unlap. It says every, all cars. All but then cars. it said not So what no, they no, did. No, the, the race director has the power to make the decision. This is what it I was, can actually make. Time, boys, it's a big controversy. So you can see it. I mean, you can hear when the race actually happened and they put it in Drive to Survive 2. What happened was because the, the safety car, th in theory, would have ended the lap. It was one lap left, and if they had to unlap everybody, the race would have ended. Lewis wins. The problem is, is that Lewis didn't know this, and there was a um, they were going to stay out on the track. So uh, Max had position, or Lewis had position. Nah, Lewis, Lewis had position, and then there's three so, cars between them. But but they're they're going though when the flag came, and Lewis pa Lewis could have got off and changed his tires, and then would have been fine, and he would have won the race. But the thing is, Lewis didn't know, I guess, what stayed out and Max cut in. New tires came out right behind him. Sorry, came out. No, that four, Max didn't cut in. It. That has nothing came to do with it. Came out four cars back? No, so it was Lewis and Max right behind him. So okay, when sorry, Lewis didn't pit, Max went to pit. So it was if, if Lewis pit, Max wouldn't have. So it was, it, it was, he, Max Lewis, up had, front and Lewis then was they, in plan I understand. and Mercedes came with the decision that we think this race is going to end under a safety car. So we're going to stay there. And it should have. So Max went to pit while he pit three cars that were lapped cars passed them. So yeah, the rule is everyone passes, but it, it's not like per se, it's a hard set and rule. It's but up the point to is, the race director. But the point is because Max. Oh, it's up to the race. And director. the race director made a decision for the season, the most Watch season in history. For sure. The closest race that actually the closest race in history because they were tied yeah. going into the last race. Yeah. The race director oh, no, made a decision point, yeah. to have the race end with a racing lap yes. versus a safety but car. But doesn't matter. But does it's it's sorry, but yes, you're right. The and whole, so then wait, 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 what happened on the last and lap? And so on the last so lap, uh, let, let, on like let me go back to this. So tires. basically he's been on this tires forever, so they're worn out. So Max comes back in. There's a few cars in front that have been lapped. The rule is all lapped cars must unlap themselves. All cars, all the way back. Behind Max, too. To, to the FIA director has the discretion to, like, decide what makes change, sense. Change the rules. So he said, on the mic, we're going to let the cars between Lewis and Max unlap themselves. Meaning, these cars are gone now. The rest of them didn't have to unlap because they're not part of the race, theoretically, because they're already out. So now Max scoots up behind him with brand new tires. And Lewis's tires are, like, destroyed. 
the race should have just ended. He lets someone lap, and then now Lewis has to start just waiting, 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 and the, and then once Lewis hits the gas, Here's he goes. I, to I, this I'm going to give you another one too. So like 20 laps prior, there was also a safety car, and that was another decision where Lewis Hamilton decided, or Mercedes decided not to keep the position rather than get new tires, and Max had new tires. So Lewis Hamilton's tires at that point were already 20 laps old or whatever it was. I, f I forget the exact numbers. And so Max... He went behind with new tires, and so he was behind, but he was catching up. He wasn't going to catch up at the rate if not for the safety car. But even if if Hamilton had pit, they didn't think that Max's tires were old enough where it would have given him an advantage to pass him. But because Mercedes didn't pit earlier on in the race, when, when Max did pit, you're going fresh tires versus like 40 lap old tires. Here's Mercedes the, screwed up twice. But hang on, that's, but that's not the point. The other point is, when they were unlapping the cars, the previous safety cars they did, all the cars unlapped. All well, the yeah, cars when, unlapped. When there's like for 30 the whole laps to go season. in a race. So when there's 23 races in a season and all 22 races that had a safety car allowed every single car to unlap, they decided on the last ever safety car of the season that they're going to change the rule. And you know what so happened no as a result? Do you guess what happened as a result of this outcome? The FI director was canned. So, and then also, so, wait, one last thing. When Max was competing with Lewis to, to basically, when the safety car goes, you have until the start finish line to then start racing. So you can go as slow as you want to that point to then take off. Max was pulling up alongside Lewis. Oh, uh, okay, says, wait, wait, they, well, like, that, they were like, That's a thing he on. does. That's wait, not wait, like wait, he did this wait, this wait, one wait, time. Wait, I'm wrapping wait, this up, wait, John. I'm wrapping finish, this up. Yeah. Because Max would go beside someone, not behind them. Right, because if I said you you need to stand behind me, you're not going to stand shoulder to shoulder with me. Uh, the rule is not behind. Me. But then here's, here's what gets, gets here's what gets announced yesterday. Mac, the Max Verstappen rule of being beside someone is not behind someone. You have to go behind someone because he keeps pulling that move to be beside someone at the start. So if I say I, your car needs to be behind me, are you going to pull up where just your your front bumper is behind my front That's bumper? That's what I would do in yeah. a race. But if I said if I need you behind me, it's if you're behind, behind a safety car, it depends in a race. A safety if, if behind car is I'm just on. you're uh, as long as I'm like a millimeter behind you. I'm being good. behind a safety in car a is not being beside it. You have to be directly behind it. So if he was doing that beside a safety car, he would get a penalty. No, no, no. But, wait, wait, wait. So now they made a rule where you can't wait. fall beside because I, you're not. That's so like, like that's stretching the rules. Rule. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's stretching the rule. When you're, when you're, when you're crossing the finish line and you cross like that, you're, you're side to side. But it's one timing. car is it's one timing. car is ahead of you. Hang on, John. That that actually falls down to timing. Aren't like always in a demand in them. Like there's like no, no. But but no. Yanni's that that was not a rule. That this was not crazy. a rule, but Max F1. would do that, no. and now F1 is making it a rule. It it's not like Max. If I can add, if I can rules. add one thing, it is I, like there's one thing about Max. Even though I despise him, because I think he's a, a crybaby and a weasel. You can just tell from the first episode of season. Of he's the also season, a young guy. Well, he, which no, he, I doesn't, he doesn't I, participate from in the it. first episode though. The season one, I never liked him. I did well, not I, like him. So let me finish. Hang on, hang on. It's my what I think of him. Yeah, go go, George. But what I. What I do kind of respect is you think if if Michael Jordan was on the spotlight of driving of if the Last Dance was aired live while he was playing and they showed everything, do you think everyone would be as favorable and liking him? No, he's a competitor and he just cares about nothing to win. Tiger Woods, same thing. Tiger Woods now is a likable guy, but if you probably saw behind the scenes when he was playing in his peak days, you'd probably be like, "Oh, this guy's a scumbag." Maybe I'm not, I'm not trying to vilify <laughs> Tiger Woods, but he did some he did some shit. Max Verstappen does whatever it takes to win. And at the end of the day, if you want to be the best, you have to kind of bend the rules. If there's no if there's a gray area, you take advantage of the gray area. If you're not doing that, you're really not trying to win. So I agree with Yanni's ruling. It should be behind him because, again, the safety car is behind the safety car, not adjacent to it. 
right. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with a little analogy just because. So the whole, John purpose, defends Max the whole purpose he does this. So John, is, you're a big Max fan. I'm a big Red Bull fan. So if, okay, if, what about if, Max? If Max gets traded, I'm a still, or is not traded, sorry. If he signs with another team, I'm a still cheer for Red Bull. Okay. Do you like Max? Yes or no? I do like him as okay. a driver. <laughs> yes, Ricky's really into this though. Like, man, no, 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 no. Do okay. you like the fucking guy? You, it seems like everybody Have you seen the movie Rush? Yeah. I still haven't watched the Okay, you need to watch that. Rush. Especially, no, okay, if you watch if you watch the first season of Drive to Survive, you saw that like Nicky Lauda helped make the Mercedes team what it is. So he's the main, I'm going to say Didn't he villain. Didn't Nicky Lauda? He, he did. Passed he did pass away. Not pretty recently, right? So I, I feel bad saying this, but I'm going to call him the villain of the movie because everyone's obviously cheering for James Hunt in the movie. Well, it's not yeah. bad to say. So it's, it's if you watch the movie, though, James Hunt is like the cool guy, but also the aggressive driver. That's um, that Australian. Uh, he's played by Thorsworth. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's cool. funny because like he was a disaster for, in real life. When you Crazy. were describing like Max's personality, and like and, and the way that you you describe it, I kind of like I remember the movie and I'm like, okay, personality wise, Max is clearly the Nicky Lauda, yeah, a little weasel ver, personality <laughs> versus like like Lewis Hamilton's like the cool guy that like everyone like he's the James Hunt. But like you watch them drive, Lewis Hamilton is the Nicky Lauda and Max Verstappen is the James Hunt. What and what yeah. in, in what sense? Like he's like more weaselly. So James Hunt was like, will put his car where he needs to. Will if he sees an opening, regardless of if it's there, he's taking it. That was James Hunt, and that is Max Verstappen. Like if if he thinks he sees an opening, he's taking it. Like here's and even to go to that. If you look at uh, Senna and Prost when they would race each other, right? It, Senna's it, one. Sorry, Senna's one that died oh, in I, a big accident. Yeah, yeah. I hate Prost. So, but you say that, but when you look how he drove, he didn't. He was like Lauda. He did not do anything wrong. He was a phenomenal driver. And if you think about it, he competed with Senna just as e like equally. Where like the only time with like Lewis that has happened so far, we'll say is like Max, but on the same team. I think Vettel Nico, had a couple seasons. Nico Rosberg was, was the yeah. only guy that actually matched him on his own team. Right? There's been very few drivers that have had another driver match them on their own team, but like Prost and Senna. Senna was like was like Hunt, like Verstappen. He would be like it's me or it's me or you and i'm always going to choose me so like whatever happens happens that's what verstappen wow, does i love that it's like if Maybe i'm a verstappen watch fan. watch watch what happened in brazil yeah you're a weasel kind of guy hang on watch fuck, do what it takes to win bro but lewis look what happened in, in, you in brazil you, in gotta, brazil you got last that year. little thing take it go yeah in last year in brazil he basically used like Senna's Give me an quote. Inch, take him out baby yeah he used like Senna's quote if there's like a if you don't go for a gap you're not like a race car driver but he it's basically true. drove off the track and continued to drive off the track Who to make this? sure Who? Verstappen to make sure Hamilton couldn't pass him. He would go. I remember that. That's my fucking. All right, guy. all right. But it's like that type of racing that you're like, okay, that's not honest racing. He's doing it because he knows he he knows he can't compete unless he does those things. But, but is other it against drivers, the rules? Yeah, it was. Did yeah, going off the track, you can't. And, go off the track. and he got penalized. He, oh, but and he had to he give the it, was this the race where he had to give it back up and he break check Lewis? Yeah, he did. He did it three no, no, races no, that, in a that row. Was Brazil, and got, that's uh, Saudi. He, the thing, the problem with last season was he did the same thing three races in a row and got penalized three different ways. So they were never consistent with how they were like telling him to stop doing it. All right, it. but just so and that's, so to that's take that thing. exact and and I I don't think they they got into this enough in the drive to survive because there was an exact opposite instance at the last race in Abu Dhabi Lewis on the first turn class. where Lewis Hamilton yeah. went off track and kept the big kept time and kept the position time, yeah. Yeah. and 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 they did fuck all like they basically said he had to give up 
time, not the position, yeah. but yeah. like the racing never, he never slowed down or anything. And, and then Mercedes said, oh, he gave up the time already when he braked for this turn or something. Like and he that's was the so thing ridiculous. that kind of like, it's hard to, it's, it's the annoying what happened. It's, it's annoying when people bent like by the fact that he didn't stick to the rules objectively and, you know, kind of took what he thought was the best thing to do for the excitement of the race, which is obviously it object. My objective opinion is it's, it's a smart thing to do for excitement um, and creating controversy because I actually believe this, that that race ending the way it did, even though I think that Max didn't win fairly, is the best thing that could have happened for the sport and this season because now you have a clear divide of like, people want to see Lewis redeem himself, people hate Max, or people are so happy for Max, or people are in it now. Like, that season, plus Drive to Survive, like that hit like the crescendo, if you will. There's three races in the US now. Like, the sport is blowing up across the world, but even in North America. I, I, but the point I was going to say was that, just to jump back to it, is that that's another point that when I was watching it, I didn't really realize in the moment, but like looking back, because I remember seeing the highlights and watched it a few times, like Lewis did cut a corner and didn't get penalized for it at the beginning of the race. So it's easy to look at the one thing, how the race ends. And you remember that that's bullshit how it ended. But again, to your point of what happened throughout the race and the tire changing and all that, like... Yeah, it's so hard to like, pin it on one thing. It's like, I just don't like Max, so I don't want no, him to win. I, know, it, <laughs> I actually don't want to win ever again. The example of like, you know, a referee misses a penalty late in the game and the team doesn't get the power play and they end up losing by one. It's like, well, what about the three missed calls on the other side? Yeah. Early the refereeing of F1 last season was terrible. That's so the, what the made it a big canceled, problem. So he got canned. Like that was legit because of that last well, incident it or was, because of the It season? was basically leading up to that. He was so inconsistent. No one knew what the hell was going to be like. Was he going to get canned prior to this he, race? He was like the fall yeah, guy, yeah. I think. Like, this, yeah, he, he probably would have money in it now. And also, he probably needed more help than he got. Like, you can't just have one guy decide it. The way they judge stuff and like like referee stuff in F one is kind of a mess, anyways. But this season, it's like one of the first things that happened in the first race was they they describe what the like what the out of bounds is on the racetrack. So if you cross four wheels across this line, it's out of bounds. The first race. Like they didn't just determine it, and Max and Lewis are both like going all the way off the track, taking the line they want, and then the guy's like, "Oh, you're going off track." He's like, "You didn't say that." And then the next race, he says, "Oh, that's going off track." But and then the next race after that, he says, "That's not going off track." So and even like, this season, though, because they they it. they did define it, yeah. and they and they said that in qualification, if you go out of the track, you're going to get penalized. And I know Sergio Perez did it in the first race, and a bunch of other people were doing it too. And in qualification, they'd be going off the track for for the better line. And no one's gotten penalized because if they're going on the outside. Imagine yeah. if we're talking about like the spike to survive with the spike ball league we're going to start. <laughs> and then like there's like two Rick. kids talking about this. On Rick's the weasel in the back. That's fucking just all of us do no, is win. I don't want to play. I wanna, I'll be like, who, who owns the Red Bull team? Well, obviously, Red Bull. It's at, but driver to survive know, is... have like a president of the racing department, right? Uh, yeah, so that's like Ferrari, The, the Chris... person who runs the Ferrari team is not the owner of Ferrari. Uh, principal, like, no, no, because no, there's there's no, team no, principal yeah. and then there's team owner. So like Red Bull sorry, is the sorry, team sorry, owner. Sorry, say that again. So there's team owner. No, yeah. So that's like that's Ferrari. Who, who, the, whoever the president of Ferrari internationally is okay. would be would be the owner of and that then team. And there's the president, and then, of the then car? there's the principal, which is like the GM. Oh, oh okay, okay. But gotcha. some team principals have an ownership stake in the teams okay, too. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Total Wolf is an example. So, Who's Total Wolf? Mercedes. The coolest guy in fucking total, racing. Total, okay, Total oh, Wolf. Man. I, so I, I didn't watch Drive Survive I, until like a month ago. This is ago. actually working out really well because you have someone who doesn't know the sport. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm very new to it and you guys are clearly like experts in it. Yeah. So Total Wolf is like, like a badass German CEO dude that's like the alpha personality and he's the principal of Mercedes. 
He's Austrian, so he sounds like Austrian, Arnold. Austrian, <laughs> so he and runs he runs the Mercedes racing team. Yeah, but he's got part ownership in Mercedes, the company. He no, owned, no, 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 he owns a racing team. Here's something we have to establish: though. a lot of these racing teams are not attached to their company. So, like Lawrence Wait, Stroll, Lawrence Stroll, they're not always owned by the car. So, like, so Mercedes is not owned by Mercedes. Mercedes is is partly owned by Daimler. Right? Who's Diamond? Chrysler. Diamond Chrysler. Chrysler. <laughs> uh, Patronus owns a portion, and like Total Wolf owns a portion Patronus too. Is a fuel company from yeah, Malaysia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. but like yeah, when you look, know. there's certain, there's there's independent racing teams, there's manufacturer racing teams, and then there's like um like kind of partnerships. So Aston Martin, right, is a is a customer of Mercedes engines, right? But that team buys the rights to the Aston Martin name from Aston Martin to race with it because Lawrence Stroll came in. He bought Racing Point, which was an independent racing team that was a Mercedes customer, like buying the engines and certain pieces of it. Um, but then he went and bought a portion of Aston Martin personally and then licenses the name to the racing team. So that's a manufacturer team now. It's they're, No, they're still, they're it's not, not a manufacturer team. It's, 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 a, it's an independent team. It's okay. an independent team. And they, I think they still use Mercedes team, engines. They still use Mercedes engines. Um, like Renault, which is now Alpine. They're like a manufacturer team. They're owned by by Renault. They're they manufacture their own engine. They manufacture their own car. They don't buy pieces from someone else. Gotcha. Ferrari manufacturing team. It's owned by Ferrari. Basically, um, Enzo Ferrari said he's like I he's like I um I run like a I run like a car company. So like I so I can race. Like that's what that's the only reason why there's like road Ferraris is so he could keep racing. Um, which oh, is gangster. I'll if you look him up, he actually built, he built, a, he built a, he built a, he built a car. <laughs> yeah, like, Ricky, you like this. He built an actual racing track around his house to get to his house. You have to drive under the racing track. Like un, it was over a bridge. Like he built on this farmland. If you look at the old photos, it's just a racing track and his house was in inside it. So that's how much he like loved racing. Who's the richest team? Um, it all right depends. now I like, think it's Mercedes. Mercedes probably. was spending almost upwards of like $300 million. Now that now there's team. a cap. Yeah, there's 140 the salary million, cap. There's yeah. 140 million dollar salary cap, which like with inflation really hurts everybody. But now it makes it more competitive. But like you got a team like Haas, right? That's bullshit. So that Haas, Haas came in cap. and put fuck like it. and no, basically got to, got to. No, fuck the little guys. No, because just if I can so, add, yeah. so then there's like a team like like Williams, for example. Williams is, used to be independent since the 70s and basically. very very good. They used to win a lot. A lot of good drivers came from it. Today they're so at the bottom. Like, they'll be lucky. Like they are competing with each other. They're lucky if they no. score get points in the Saudi season. Prince, if they have one money, racer finish like in the top ten, McLaren. Just like um, that team in soccer in the English Premier League, Chelsea. Yeah, every team. Matt, no, Man, Man City. City. They they shit. They got they're, bought by some Saudi look, Prince. Dumped some money into them. Now they're good. Williams is a family team though because it's, it was owned by. So late, here's what, what I was getting to. So like, you get like Williams, right? Total Wolf actually was used to be a racing car driver. He was at Williams. He was at Williams. He actually bought a piece of that team. Um, then he went to Mercedes, bought a piece of Mercedes. He also owns a piece of Aston Martin. And then he also and manages he, he manages Esteban Ocon, who's on Alpine. He manages George Russell, who's now in Mercedes, who was driving for Williams before. He manages, like, it's, it's kind of dirty the way they play because these guys can manage these drivers and, and also like control manipulate their own team the sport, and manipulate yeah. the sport. It's kind of... It's a little bit like not really... It's just, imagine it's, imagine it's if not, the people who own the Broncos also owned a part of the Patriots and also owned a part no, of the No, if Falcons. the team that owned... If the person like, who owned the Broncos also owned managed, the rights to like Tom, Odell Beckham Jr. No, or Tom Brady. managed Tom Brady yeah. and yeah. whatever. Yeah. But then, but then also, he owns other parts of other teams. So he has a say in other teams as well. And can, then that makes him able to vote on stuff for the betterment of F1 can, with other people's teams. I want to add something because I just think about this meme so Becca sent me a, a TikTok a while ago, and it's a it's a it's a um, 
starts a video of a girl like, like taking a selfie and it's like oh yeah i'm really into f1 now from drive to survive i really like the strategy and the business of the sport and it cuts it's like and it's like the strategy and business of the sport colon and it's a picture of total <laughs> <laughs> every girl like he's just like a Objective was a good looking dude, and it's so I did like uh, um the guy uh, Ivan Drago. No, he's no. kind of like I'm trying to think like, well, a, Google, like just Google it. Like Iron Man of fucking racing. I don't know. Like he's like that's Tony, Tony Stark. I How guess. How do you spell cool. it? Toto, Toto, like, Toto the the dog. Toto T-O-T-O? and Wolf with two F's. Strong last name too. Very and it's funny. So I never I never actually watched Drive to Survive until a month ago. Oh, this dude's young. So I only ever saw Toto Wolf. And his like, wife is a race car yelling driver. at like the the racing director. Yeah. I, I didn't know him. So I'm like, oh my god, this big Austrian dude. Like he's yeah. fucking scary. Uh, and then like you see him on Drive to Survive and he's just like a teddy bear. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's, really he's nice cool, guy. man. He's cool. But like, I he, was expecting some like seven year old dude with white no, hair. No, no, no. He's like he's like a G. Like he's yeah. very He cool. actually he's almost set the, the racing record at the Nurburgring with a Porsche and he crashed it out. Come there's, on. A, there's a video of it. He's like But it's weird, he's a race car driver. He's a big he's pretty big Yeah, dude. that's why he can never really ride in Formula One because he's like too Six tall something, yeah. Too big. Those guys have to be like 165 pounds. Like Daniel Ricardo is like Daniel Thickcardo is like his nickname because his ass he's is always big. so big, he has trouble fitting in the thing at the beginning of the season. Thickardo. Which is so funny. <laughs> what uh guys, this has actually been a really fun episode. Like I I, I honestly love this and I think we should do more Formula no, let's, One let's related. Keep on F one and this Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to talk about Williams. We're talking about Williams. Williams was owned by a family team. Right, Frank Williams owned it. He started in like the seventies. Um, he actually just passed away last year, but they sold it to Dorrington Capital, like a private equity firm. So Jost Capital now runs it. J- Jost? Yeah, I think that's his name. Okay. Um, so he he like runs it now. And they're trying to turn that team around because basically they they like messed it up for like a number of years, right? Um, Was it related to money or they just suck? Yeah, it, a bit both. of both, right? Basically, like they were losing they were losing good people. Um, they well, brought in the wrong people to help build the the, the future cars, and it just and they talked about bad. that in the one season, not the last season. I think season before they brought in this one guy to build the car and like Pat, like Patty Head, whatever. But he came from Mercedes, and then they found out he basically was blowing smoke up their ass. He had really no part in Mercedes dominance. And that reason they, they let him go so easily is because they didn't really give a shit about so the guy. So, if you think about it, we can all agree F1's a rich sport, right? Oh, yeah. You need a lot of money. And even to be a well, young we, race... We can yeah, call it yeah, a rich yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can agree on that. Well, if it's a rich sport, I want to see the I want to see the fucking craziest amounts of money. Putting a cap on it does limit certain certain things that can be done. But that's the, that's the spirit of the competition gets... A, sorry, sorry, cut you off. Go ahead. No, so it's like, if let's say you're only allowed to put 140 in it, Right, which I, again, I have no idea how that works. Like, like R and D, what does that count for? Yeah, it's like wind tunnel testing, R and D development. There was a joke in this season. One hundred forty is like nothing. There was a joke in this season where like Mercedes has like the best like espresso machines in the thing, and like um, Gunther from Haas has to go make his own coffees in the morning because they can't afford to pay people to make their coffees. Mercedes can afford to have the best of everything. So like you, everything. Gunther is also Gunther Steiner is also a legend. He's the best. <laughs> he's my favorite guy in the season. I know. I just I would want everything see- that goes in like your trailers, your car, like everything is a cost, right? So your at the team. end of the day, you got your your bottom lines one forty, and it's, yeah. like you're at. But, but to the year. point, Rick, I, like, I see what you mean. Because back in the day, you know, when sports are big, being in a big city like Toronto, like the Leafs, you don't want a salary cap. Just spend out, out whatever. Like, like, look at baseball, right? But, like, but you want, cap, but the thing but is, tax. And, and look, the thing is, like, you want, you want the spirit of competition to exist, though. And you also, like, being good at something, like, money can can hide a lot of problems and money objectively can make you the best because you just buy the best of everything. You still gotta get the best drivers but you can also then afford the best drivers. Like when you have budget constraints, you gotta be creative and it it makes the sport, any sport more exciting because people gotta get clever, right? Like in baseball, there's no real cap but like look at look at the at Oakland, man. It sucks they never win because they don't get fans but they have to get creative and they still manage to produce competitive teams 
every few years. Wow. Uh, Tampa Bay, same thing. Yeah. So like F one, I want to see a race one day where Haas wins. Like I want it as a. You have to see though. Like so, think about this. Kevin Magnuson. Mick Schumacher though. I want to see Magnuson. <laughs> so Mick, Kevin yes, Magnuson left F one, and because uh, they wanted to bring Mick Schumacher in, right? Um, but then also the other seat, they wanted to take the money of Nikita Mazepin. So Kevin Magnuson and um, thing were gone. Like their drivers were gone. Um, was but that, that uh, Grosjean? Yeah, Roman Grosjean. He's gone, right? But look, Kevin Magnussen comes back in, and he's a better driver than Mick Schumacher, and he's putting up more points than other people. So people with huge money that let these companies spend $300 million, then take away the actual competitiveness of the sport. So Nicholas Latifi, uh, Stroll, Latifi, Stroll, Guan Yu Zhao, Zhao probably wouldn't be racing. Um, mm-hmm. There's probably a couple, like maybe two other drivers that I I know because Latifi's of their money. Brother. Do you? I think so. Bro, we got to get him on. So here basically, basically well, those guys, right he's a good, <laughs> we got to get him on. They're, like himself. they're good, they're good racing drivers, but their advantage has been they've had more money than everyone else throughout their life. Like Stroll actually competed, like would win the series he would race in, but he also raced for like the best teams because he had the most money that he could be put into those teams. But time, if you think that so, if someone is better than someone at this level, don't you think they would be driving? No, no but a lot of it. So think about do. this. Oscar Piastri, right? He won Formula 2 last year. He's sitting on the sidelines behind Fernando Alonso and Esteban Ocon. Is he in a Formula 2 still or no? No, he can't race because he won it, so he's out. He, you can, what? If you, if, you, like, if you win it and you're in there for at least two years and you've won it, you're out. Like You can't keep That's racing a rule? there. Because so wait, wait, they, they why make isn't room he racing people. right now? Because there's no Beyond seats. Point, there's money. only 20 seats available, and like three guys are paying for those seats, so they're okay, not going to lose Rick, them. Rick, think about this way. If you are Aston Martin, okay? You're just paying Sebastian Vidal, who, who's a four-time champion, however much money. I think it's like 10 million he gets 10 pounds to a year. Yeah. So you're That's paying it? him to have a seat, and wow. then you have Lance That's Stroll in the other seat. That doesn't that, seem like it's a basically lot. the middle of the pack. Like oh, um, yeah. Allison Matthews makes ten million a year. Hamilton, well, no, no, that's Hamilton, that's just house. salary. That's just salary. Yeah, bonuses. Yeah, I think yeah. you get what bonuses and then uh, endorsements. Yeah, basically, endorsement. the team winning gets you more money than if you win. So Mercedes okay. being constructors the constructors' championship and, champion, and like the champion constructors, the teams. Okay, if you're the true. top constructor, you get like a thirty-five to forty million dollar bonus. For yeah, yeah, it's like I think remember you're forty million or something. So, so you and that forty million gets split amongst the team. So if you How win the if you win the drivers' championship, you get an extra million. Two, or two something. drivers, two drivers, hundreds of people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like Mercedes has a thousand engine like people in their plant to help. Well, they with can't their have team. a thousand. You got one hundred forty. But that's the thing. They, what they did was Daimler took on some of those employees for their other divisions because now they have to cut it down. So it used to be they could spend and like have whatever. Haas, their team is like uh, like. I think about 200 people fit total. in a garage. And what Haas does is they buy every single part from Ferrari that they can. So basically, they'll they'll take every piece of Ferrari and then design what they have to. So when they first came in in like 2017, 2016, 2017, they were competing at the top because they bought the pieces of a Ferrari that were already dominant. So they they came in with like a budget of 80 million, but just bought basically last year's Ferrari. Guys, we win the lotto. We win the lotto. We take that 140 million. We buy a team. It's 200 million. We get that driver from the F2. We throw him in there. Boom. It's 200 million to buy an F1. And there's only 10 teams. You can't add an 11th team. They're they're actually, well, and and the price is going up too because like the sport is expensive. Spike to survive, boys. We're back on. (laughs) We're back on. Cheap sport. So Porsche and Audi are probably going to be joining F1, but Audi's looking to buy. And I won't let anybody pay to be on my team. No, I'm going to take the best people on my team. So Audi might buy Aston Martin. Spikes. Or McLaren. Say that again. Who might Audi buy? wants uh, to join, and so does Porsche. They got approval from the Volkswagen board to like join. So Porsche is going to be joining with the Red same, Bull. 
They're yeah, they're company. all under Volkswagen. So Bugatti's also Volkswagen. Um, Wait, so are they? Are they? What do you mean? Porsche. You joining Porsche is joining Red Bull for 2026 to be the engine developer for them. So they're gonna. It's gonna That's be Porsche different Red Bull. than what I heard. It's they My, basically want to join. Mike, uh, so, sorry, and then so Audi is looking to join a team, and they've been talking to McLaren and Aston Martin, and potentially like uh, Williams as being like a partner team. And they want to like it depends what they want to do, but they've always wanted to be in racing. It's what I wonder though. The biggest point like. W- that's a weird thing about the sport too, because like Williams, for instance, like wait, what about my point? Uh, no, point? you said about Williams. Why you said why doesn't uh, oh, yeah. a guy buy Williams? Like, yeah, why hasn't someone said Williams? Someone no. did. Someone just bought it last year. Oh, so it'll take some time for them to get mm-hmm. to like. Yeah. But they should, if, in theory, start so to get more competitive. Last year is is an anomaly year because last year was supposed to be what the cars are this year. And yeah, they because pushed of everything COVID, back they pushed a year because of COVID. So Haas gave up basically saying we don't want to spend a dime that because we're not we weren't competitive Pussies. the year before because they were basically <laughs> planning that twenty twenty one new cars come in. So as of 2019, they basically were giving up on 2020. And they said, whatever happens in 2020 so happens. How is that good for com- competition? Because they they have to spend like $300 million developing this new car. So why spend the on the older one? Well, Rick, okay. So here's where That's it's good for competition though. So, so they... They took on Mick Schumacher, whereas as much as everyone could be like, oh, it's just he's only there because his name. Well, no, he did win Formula 2 the year before. And he won Formula 3 the, like yeah. two years before so, that. So, oh, so he's so, legit. He's so legit. You, you have an aspiring athlete who, sure, he's on a bad team, but that's a seat he got. He like, earned it. He earned it. Yeah. And there wasn't like... there. I, I know they, they made it look like there was another option for him to go to a different team Sorry, and drive to survive. Sorry, can you go up and down between F1 and F2? No. no. So what happens if you win F1, F2, you go to F1 and you suck? You're out. You're gone. Your career's done. A lot of guys happen. Wait, you're done. That's you're it. Done. You're, you work your whole life and you're done. You can yeah. go race for like rally cars or whatever, but like you're not racing for one unless someone comes and signs you again. Wow. A lot of guys. Yeah. Ro- Nico Rosberg won the championship against. So Nico Rosberg raced in F1 for a while, but basically oh. he sacrificed everything to beat Lewis Hamilton in 2016. And, and once black. he won, he's like, not worth it to do it again. I'm done. What do you mean sacrifice everything? He basically like he he like lived on his own away from his wife so he wouldn't be distracted because all he did was focus on like winning. He so, like gave up his life just to focus on the team and, 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 okay, and beating Hamilton. That. I respect that. That's another Ricky guy right there. Yeah, Do it all for the win. <laughs> so, but wait. So now he he won it. Now then he just quit after. He it. just quit. And okay, so that's different than sucking but, and not. But being there's able to. there's like drivers like that are that have now like won F two, and that they're still not racing in F one, and it's been like two three years. So what do you do? You you race for like a DTM. You race for, for what? other. What's a DTM? DTM? It's like a German racing series, like similar to F one. No, it's like you. What's you the race, farm league for F one then? F two and F three. Yeah, but and then there's regional F threes. Okay, so let, uh, let's compare it to hockey, just because it's the easiest. So okay, so for me. OHL so, is like there's regional F threes, which is like OHL, um, WHL, WHL, the NCAA, like Q, shit like, like that. Okay. The Q, whatever. Then you get then drafted. F two. F two would be like the AHL. Okay. And then F1 is the NHL. Yeah, but the AHL, you can play in permanently. Yeah, it's just the way But the, the way it works is you can race, I think, for about up until an age And you period. go up and down. So F2 is like you have a certain age period. And then if you win, like you're you're basically done because you can't keep blocking people from being able to enter the sport. But so F2 wh- has like has something like uh, 15 teams. So you have... No. Thir- you no, have no, like because I looked them up the other day because I was trying to reach out to people for the podcast. You have 30 racers... And like you have thirty is race it? cars and like fifteen teams, but F one has only 20, 20 spots. So, so, and, and how many years can you play F two? I think it's like three or four years, but you, you basically age out of it at a certain point. I'm not. Gotta remember all this. I think that because of the popularity of the sport now, they, and even before Drive to Survive, you can start seeing it happening. Then the sport is getting younger. The drivers, like yeah. this, is the youngest it's ever been. You got like Lando Norris, Lewis Hamilton, Stop and Lando Norris, Leclerc. All these guys came up together. Like Lewis Hamilton and Vettel are like he was one of the and Alonso. Yeah, he's back. 
he was one. Of, Lewis Hamilton was, was one of the youngest people to join F one, and he was like twenty four. How old is Lewis Hamilton now? Thirty seven. Is yeah. that old? Yeah. Yeah. He he joined in two thousand six. Thirty-seven. He won in two thousand five. Oh, that was F2. fast. I had no idea he's that old. I thought it would be like uh, maybe yeah, around. Can't lose Hamilton. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. He's joined. Got, well, he's at eight championships. Seven. He seven. wants to be at eight. Schumacher's at seven, as well. He. Oh, so he's got to. But get the eight. problem it's is the one record he basically does. But not the problem have. is Hamilton. The last couple of years, you can like I don't know if he's going to retire. Cause I don't know the sport well enough. But he seems to waffle. Like he seems like he's had enough, but he wants the title. He doesn't want to just outright say, I want to be the... He always, obviously always wants to win, but it's just the way he, he holds himself. He doesn't want to do that because then what it happens, before when he used to say it, it brought so much attention to him that was negative. And like everyone else says it and they get no shit on them, but then he says it and they're like, oh, this guy, look at his ego. Like I love him. I want to see so, him win. So wait, how, what's the average retirement age for like a, a top... When did Schumacher retire? Well, he... Oh, he did retire, yeah. Uh, he he, yeah. Re- no, he no. came back to Mercedes he and he retired. Injured, in, no, he got injured he, after retirement. He retired in like 2013, 2012. Yeah, yeah. In, in what, the well, how old was he when he retired? Give or take. He might have been, he been into like 42. Oh, so you can go into your... Or no, sorry, well, no, 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 sorry. He might have been 30. Sorry, something? like 30. Fernando Alonso was the same age as Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. What? Or he might even be like a year younger. I think he might be older. I think he's a year older. Within a year of Lewis Hamilton. So Hamilton's old in sport, in the sport. Vettel's similar probably. Vettel's younger. Yeah, Vettel's like thirty five. His new hair is does long. I think he's thirty five. Yeah, it's That's like crazy. sorry, Schumacher retired in his thirties as well, but like he'd done it all. Like he'd been the he was the all time winningest F one driver, and like then Which he went to Mercedes. There, there's also more and, races in a, in a season now than there yeah. were back then. It was like 18, and like the points are also different, so it's 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 kind of hard to compare. Like you can't really compare wins and points. People earned in people a career. have gone back and looked at it though, and it's like basically there's maybe two championships that switch hands in like the eighties about due to the point systems. It used to be the top five people only got points, and then oh. and then the top six. And then it was like four, three, two, one only. So it was like really different. But like when they go back and retest it, there's like now it's like 25, 18, 16, 14. It's like a big jump between the first and the second guy. I remember seeing that because I noticed it last week because um, I think last week because Leclerc maintains such a high position and, and um, Verstappen jumped up a lot because mm-hmm. he won, but they didn't finish he got knocked out DNF the first, the first two races or whatever. Uh, what do you guys kind of like? I don't want, I think we're good for time. Um, what do you guys think is going to happen this year? Like, what do you so far? I think like, Ferrari's going to win. I think there's going to. I think there's going to be a Ferrari. Three, my peoples. I genuinely think there's going to be a three or four team race. I think Mercedes is going to figure their shit out, and Leclerc for stopping in Hamilton is going to be a three way competitor. That's what competition I'm for driver champion, and that'll be the best thing for the sport in years. It's going to be. It's going to be the top six are going to be Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes. And then it's more exciting Red to see Bull, what Mercedes. happens. And let me or, ask sorry, you, Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes yeah. are probably or like. Flip what do you why not, and why not McLaren because they were good last year. McLaren McLaren hasn't been they've been good last year, but it's also that was a year that everyone kind of gave up on their cars. So McLaren kept pushing theirs because oh. they knew it was an easy way to gain a couple like the money you put into it by getting that dri- being in that standings in the drivers championship or the the constructors championship would give you that money back. So they said they said okay you know to get up to that point a helps with your sponsorship b you'll get the money you put in back because we know that the cost cap is being dropped in so why not spend 10 million to potentially win another 15 and that's why they competed but other teams were like we don't have the money to compete this year we're not going to try it and even if we get one point it does nothing to us you know we could do if we won the lottery we'd have to win a lot (laughs) we could start a separate company build the craziest engine spend all this money like hundreds of millions you think you're going to compete on engine manufacturing with ferrari Ferrari and mercedes 100 year old companies and now red bull red bull basically bought out we're going to get tesla involved 
That would be interesting if they had get into it. Well, one there day. is Formula E. There is a Formula E, and yeah. it's not that exciting. No? no. Well, you know what? We're gonna talk to our boy Elon. We buy Indy- a team in Formula E. I will say IndyCar is actually like the way it's coming back. It's like I even told George the racing there is better than Formula One. Like there, a guy that was in Formula One, James uh, Hinchcliffe, Marcus, Marcus Erickson. On, on he, Indy. if you watch the first season of Drive, Drive to Survive, the guy that had the huge crash in the Alfa Romeo that like spun down the like okay. the straightaway. Um, he won a race in IndyCar after colliding with someone and his car getting shot like 10 feet into the air. And it, he, it literally went up 10 feet in the air, landed back down, and he still won the race. And meanwhile, in Formula One... You lose a clip, you chip, you, a, chip you lose, a wing like that, and you're you done. Lose a, you lose a piece of the side of the car, and like you've lost half your half your speed because it's just so aerodynamically like important. But like the, the IndyCars, they're all like the same car. Everyone races basically the same car. All you do is change the setup. So everyone is actually on equal footing a lot of the time, and it's the quality of your racing will make you the best there. And that's so why there's so many drivers. So these drivers can go from F1 to Indy. Yeah, like there's, there's. Does anybody go from Indy to F1? There's so McLaren has their own team in IndyCar that they have two race car drivers, uh, Pato Award and Colton Herta, that they want to try get into Formula One. Okay, so, so it's kind of like a farm team. Yeah, Indy. and also so, Mario Andretti wants to join Formula One, and he's he's put up the money to actually. Isn't Andretti? And he used to be an F1 driver. Yeah. And he, he wants to actually start a fresh team, so it would add another team to the grid. Here and we two are. Extra they're, they're here. They're, yeah. they're not even being accepted. They've but they're gonna. But you. But this sport, the way it's growing, they're gonna add a team to. or two. Yeah, it needs to more revenue for everybody, more money. Actually, more. It's, it splits the revenue to be less for everyone else. But it like <laughs> oops, <laughs> yeah. But what about like viewership rights, all that stuff? Like, the, do oh, you think? Or, do you think an extra team is going to? get extra viewership proportionally so sure, right now there are, there are 10 teams if you add an 11th team will there be 10 percent more viewership if you add an 11th right? team but you keep the drivers to 20 you add an extra race wait what so you, they're adding an extra race so, they're already so, extra race. so let's say you have you have 10 10 teams two drivers each every driver races every race yeah right that's how it currently yeah. works yeah. well what if you had an extra team and only 20 of the, out of the 22, the bottom two people in polling don't fucking race. Fuck them. You suck there in the poll, you don't race. This reminds me of that scene race. from Old School at the end where he does the debate. He's like, that is, or no, not Old School. It's like uh, Billy, Billy Madison. Madison. It's like, uh, that is the dumbest thing ever. We're all dumber for listening to it. What if he did that? No, that makes no sense. So these people are going to spend $100 million to potentially never have their car on the track. So who's going to sponsor them? But Rick, Rick, think about this way. You can add another team and an extra race to have more revenue. You have to split more ways. Or you could keep 10 teams and add an extra race where you get more revenue to split 10 ways. Do you know what race they added? Don't don't you have to pay to be in this league or something? Yeah, $200 million to enter. There you go. So there's $200 million more. But it does, get, it does get split amongst the teams, which that's They're going to add a like, team eventually because there's going to be too, um, so many car manufacturers that want to get in. You know how many car manufacturers there's, are in the world that aren't in sorry this? Sorry, guys. There's 100% more money to be made with the more teams there are in majority of professional sports. Or sponsorship opportunities. Lo- guys, look, why, why do leagues keep growing? But that's the thing. John made a good point. Leagues like, don't no, go no, down John ever. made a good point. Like, if you, if, you add, if you add a team in, let's say, Seattle now for hockey... There's people in Seattle probably cheer for a team, but there's probably a lot more people now that are going to cheer for hockey because Seattle is there. So, like, F1, if they added a Jeep team, like, don't mind that loyal to Jeep. Actually, that's probably not a bad idea. What if they added Tesla? Literally Tesla. People might... Anyways. What what does Tesla know about... Bro, if gasoline-powered engines. If Elon Musk can build a spacecraft, yeah. the Dragon X rocket that we Ten years ago, what did Tesla know about space? Okay, but also, why would... But why would Tesla, whose entire brand is on electric vehicles, 
design a gas-powered engine to compete in Formula because you One. just maybe said they're going they're going to go eat they're going no to there is they're, they're going more like hybrid and like more efficient engines but there's formula e. so maybe tesla says hey you know what I'm going to build okay, this thing just to say that I can fucking That's do what it. I think we're so, speculating. You got a lot of stuff that so makes sense. So let's Formula let's One is here. owned by Liberty Group, right? Liberty Group owns the Atlanta Braves, owns Sirius XM. And they own the F1? And they you own buy F1. The stock. They bought it's it. Yanni's made, made some good. So right, good basically, they're trying one. to. They're if we try buy enough stock. No, it, it doesn't work that way. But basically, now they're adding the Las Vegas race. Miami is happening. Did you know they're adding Vegas? I saw that. Miami's happening in May. I'm excited for Vegas, but did you see the track? It's It's a boring track is it it's a terrible it there's like eight turns guys I'm, but but don't you want straightaways people to dust people? but this is like this is like jetta yes. right it's like it's like this is a red bull track <laughs> it's a street course oh. it's gonna be a lot of straightaways they're, they're gonna go fast but don't it's like not interesting yeah middle they do strip. go down the street yeah, that's cool they come around you know the where the win is you know that like the how there's a loop in between thing? the win and the venetian yeah it comes down that and then <laughs> flies down the strip and then it goes past the bellagio and turns uh right Imagine being in Vegas. Like, I think, think about all those. Think about how many rooms will have a. Do you know view. how expensive they're going to be? Yeah, crazy. It's also like. That I would book. You know what hotel I would stay at? Sorry, I looked into this. I not looked into this. I thought about this because when I was looking at it, I actually tried to book a hotel already. It's not open. I can only book it in August, but. Because <laughs> you have to take the time frame. But um, the best hotel, I think, or one of the best would be the Flamingo or the Venetian, but the Flamingo, even though it's a shitty old hotel, because the Flamingo is, I think, the close. I think. Is the only one that's not like set back. So like Caesars is set back, Bellagio's the fountain. Like most are pulled back oh, off of Sunset. Flamingo on is on top of Sunset. So like you'd be on top of the cars. But the Flamingo's on the wrong side of the strip. Are they racing on the on the uh, that? Yeah, they're racing on. So from the strip, and then they're oh, going on the, the other side of the Bellagio. There's a median, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's where they're gonna probably. Well, and can we book those on points? Oh yeah. See that segue? I'm kidding. No, we're no. staying on F1. We're so, doing so, we'll do points another episode, guys. This is like, so an hour and forty two minutes. Yeah, we, we, we want to start talking about points. No one's in the I can talk three hours on points. No, no, we're not. I want to propose something. I think we should like. It's been a long time since our last one. You guys came back when we were at my place. We should like. Like this quarterly. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. And we talk like F1 stuff because you guys are clearly really knowledgeable. It's actually been really cool to listen to this. Like I know you guys like the sport and I talked to Yanni about it a lot, but Yanni really just went like, you guys both went on tangents here. I didn't know and any of that stuff but F2, F3. Yeah. You guys, I, listening to you guys talk, I'm actually fired up for tonight's race even if it's going to be boring. So And like we, this was a really, yeah. I think in general, super informative too. And like it's cool because I don't know, like you guys are probably, I would say objectively, very knowledgeable of the sport. I like F1. Ricky knows nothing about it. He's going to buy a team. So we should honestly do this. <laughs> Maybe, you know, middle of the F1 season, end of the F1 season. When you, so when you guys say like when John likes something, he really digs into it. The reason I like F1 is because there isn't a lot to cover. It's there's 24 events, so it's like Bro, football. An hour and 43 minutes would say otherwise. Hang on. <laughs> no. And we've but talked we've for me talked to, this for an hour alone. For me to yeah. for me to follow F1, it is the one league. There's no other Formula One, right? It yeah, is like true. the premier racing league. You it's can follow IndyCar. It's once a week. It's only 24 weeks out of the year. And somebody right? breaks up like summer. They have a break, and they have a summer break. But like you think about it, wait, there's a summer break. August. It's because no then, way. Because we're it lets them then reset and like remit, like go fix the things on their cars and like catch up and be more competitive. So they get a mid-season break. Yeah, and they can change their cars. Yeah, yeah, for like kind of like part. how other sports have an all-star break. No, an all-star break is five days. They take they take like two. They take a month. Weeks. They take three but weeks. Can, but can you adjust your car and make no, changes? Okay, but okay. You can so make your from Saudi Arabia, from Saudi Arabia to Australia, two to Australia was two weeks. They take a three-week break. So it's not that big of a thing. But so it's like on any given on any given uh, uh, week of, of the NBA, there's a game every other day, right? No, there's a game every day. 
but different teams. And most any given team will play every two or three days. So for them to then take a week off, it's it's the same in proportion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because you'll get like two like two races and like a week off, and then like three races, then like even in football you got a bye week. Anyways, so hang on. What what, what I was saying about Formula One is there's there's only twenty racing race car drivers to follow. And they're not very social media savvy. There's not a lot about them, whatever. So that's, <laughs> that takes out the whole like LeBron James ESPN coverage drama of like, you know, the Raptors, the Raptors set could like the Phoenix Suns set the win most, like the most wins for a franchise and talking about LeBron's not even playing and whatever. So it's so it's, it takes that whole thing out of it of like, it takes away the, the social the drama. drama aspect. It may, it's, it's a purest it, sport. It's like very, yeah, it's very pure. And also there's fewer people that cover it. So you can get the information from like easier sources like fewer sources so you're not trying to like turn on a fire hose and drink drink the water kind of thing of like covering everything like think about football can i say one thing on that note baseball too so when you talk about there's only so many people who cover it so on the drive to survive that one female reporter drives me fucking crazy which female reporter if you watch drive survive when i say this you can't watch it again without seeing this anytime a driver changes team her comments are well, this driver's going to another team next year. How are they going to manage with him this season? Like every single time, and it drives me really? crazy. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I gotta, I gotta watch it. Drive survive very just dr- dramatized. Like I even sent you guys that clip of like when uh, Leclerc crashes, and on Drive to Survive, all you hear is <sighs> for like a minute, and they're like, "You there? Are you okay?" And it's like literally he crashes, and like maybe four seconds later, he's like, "Sorry, guys, I crashed." That's how it happened in the race. If you're watching the race, Drive to Survive, they're like. <gasps> Have you watched Artist Fire? It's like you, I, it's, I feel like you'd like it. You'd love it because it's so I, 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 it's, it's reality. TV. I, I finished Yellowstone. TV. I gotta finish Yellowstone, then Peaky Blinders, and then Bro, I, I do Drive to Survive every season that comes out. I do it the same day. Ten I episodes all in one day. I, I, I did. I did four seasons in a weekend. Yeah, it's and like Max Verstappen won't do Drive to Survive because they took a lot of his stuff out of context, plus his radio messages when he was racing. So that's why I'm saying like I don't like the guy's attitude. He is younger though. I'm sure he's gonna mature and change because like even people didn't like Lewis Hamilton's attitude and he was like a little more cocky. But like I also just don't like I don't like his sportsmanship. That's why I don't like him. I don't Uh, like as a driver. I don't care about his personality as a person. Whatever his like sportsmanship (laughs) is like when he's during the race, it's pretty. Piss poor sometimes. Do you ever watch even Leclerc? Do you ever watch Ted Lasso? No, yeah. don't say Leclerc's. Okay. A you know, you know, in season two of Ted Lasso, where there's sport, the Dutch yeah. guy on the Is team, he? yeah, and uh, and like know. he t- he says everything so direct. He's like, everyone's like, oh, sorry, we had a bad game, and he's like, I didn't have a bad game. You had a bad game, and then so like, what yeah. the hell? And then everyone else is like, oh, he's just Dutch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, that's kind of like Max Verstappen, and I know this. That's like a what's the word? Like a, a caricature of it, but like even like the whole thing where like where he wait, like, sorry, John, does Virgie's parents like Max? Yes. Oh, they're diehard Maxes. Uh, yeah, Jack, Jack is a diehard okay, Max okay. fan. But the funny thing, I so even when have to, right? yeah, like, even when you talk about the whole like yeah. where uh, Max is pulling up ahead behind the safety car, where he does that yeah. thing, he does that to rush the driver in in front. Yeah. And so, like, if you've ever met Virgie, you'll know that like she's a very impatient person, and that's just kind of like. I kind of look at it like, okay, she's Dutch, she's impatient. Like Max is impatient; he's trying to rush the Dutch, guy ahead of him. Like, so go Max now, go, go! Like, yeah, who's the other Dutch person? So like, like, Dutch people are impatient. <laughs> but it's like it's just yeah. So Bro, Dutch people ride bicycles everywhere. They're not impatient. These are the most patient people ever. Following the sports, they ride bicycles instead of walking. Like, yeah, true. Yeah, fair. That's fair. That's fair. yeah, yeah. they don't wait at lights. Like they're not they're, they're not taking over. a bike to go to the next town. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. The thing I will say is like it's it's the only one to follow because you think about like baseball you think about football how many players on one team there's more players on one team than there is people that get followed in formula one so it's so easy to so like, basically we are track. comparing comparing f1 
to fucking spike ball. <laughs> well, easier for me to follow. Well, then, Two players on the well, team. The only I'll, we'll run okay. the media agency. We'll be the only news source that talks about the media source that talks about it. The only thing I'll say You're is the only other thing I follow. League going. There is one. And the, the reason I like F1 too is like the behind the scenes business is very open. I own it. You can see a lot about it. That's like when I follow sports now, I care more about like the, the business aspect of it and what it means. Like yeah, ESPN is uh, the rights for Formula One in the US are coming up for bidding again. And it's going to be like triple oh, fuck, be what <laughs> they got on the previous one. Time to buy a, F- so that's to buy why a they're pushing stock, these baby. F1, like there's races in America because it'll be way more like the media, the, 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 the media, the rights will be uh, way more dollars. lucrative for that. Right. Yeah. But then for me, that's why I like wrestling. Like I always talk about it. I, I, I know everyone's like, Oh, you know, it's fake. I was like, yeah, I've known that for a long time. But when you read the history of like what, how the WWE became WWE and what Vic, Vince McMahon did, like the dirty, like secrets behind it, like the business, the money they make, it's way more interesting. Like people say like that race in Jetta, there's literally a bomb striking a factory 10 kilometers from the track. And they're still racing when that factory's on fire and you can see it. Well, WWE gets paid $50 million to host one show in Saudi Arabia every like quarter. So they do like, they do $200 million a year just in Saudi Arabia. Since they started in October, 2019, they've made more money going to Saudi Arabia over six shows than they've made from 38 WrestleManias combined. So why wouldn't they do it, right? So you look at the business of like F1 and you see this drama of like what's happening there too. Look at the business aspect holy shit like it's so crazy they go yeah. race at a track that's terrible that's dangerous mick schumacher like had a terrible incident there and then there's bombs dropping outside the track and they're like oh we're still gonna race the money's too good yeah, yeah, so I that's that. fascinating to be like i mean to, to be fair mick schumacher's incident i don't think was no but track the, related the, he but just lost control there's no runoff in the track so if, yeah, if you if you crash you're you're less than a meter off the track to the wall there's also no, there's no reason for that to be like designed as a street circuit like it was they, a street. When they do the aerial head, it looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. They, it's an actual street that they oh, okay. turned into it, so they moved everything away. Sorry, guys. I know it's completely random uh, about the sport that's going to take off esports. None of us mentioned that. Esports oh, yeah. are fucking massive. I I have like no interest in it though. Neither yeah, I don't know. I can't get it. But I told DB the other day. I would, uh, yesterday I would watch him play Call of Duty. Oh, I, like I watch DB because DB is hilarious. Hilarious. But I don't know. I don't, DB I, can't be a professional gamer. He can never. But see, here's the thing: like why see, if he won the, this if he won the lottery, interesting he about be. esports because so many people play it. But no, there's one thing that socially canceled. There's <laughs> one thing that I think that esports that it lacks, and why it makes sports in general so appealing, and especially like more physical sports, because that element of danger exists in real sports, like like life, right? Like that, you know, football is like gladiators, the analogy, whatever. But even like F1, like things can happen. I mean, it's safer now than ever before. But like that that thought that you're like going a hundred miles an hour and it. In every sport, not the cars, but in every sport, and that something could go wrong, or like you know, that makes it. I don't know. It, just, well, it yeah. makes it different, and I don't. That's why I don't know the appeal. Esports is cool, like it's fun to watch cool shots and stuff, but like, I, I, I know, I, I get, the, I get the appeal, but I don't understand how it's growing as fast as it is. Maybe it's because more people. F one is comparable to like the chariot races back in the day, right? If you think about sure. like it's that's that danger that you can literally die. Not many sports you can actually die die playing. Yeah, it's, a, it's a fight combat like fighting or MMA yeah, boxing like, or, a, or honestly F1 probably F1 if you think about the amount of deaths in the sport per athlete it's probably more in F1 than in, than in, in any boxing any other sport like I mean the last like 20 death, players a the, year the last death was Charles Leclerc's god brother um, yeah Jules, it was in Jules, first season of Dread to Survive it happened in F1 That's Jules, I mean. Jules like, Bianchi he, um, he like hit a tractor that was pulling another car off the track so think, he, his think car about how many people die 
an F1 per year compared to the amount of players no. in the thing. No, no, no. no, no. We're, we're talking like one, one a decade no. so over F1, it's two, three. now that it's ever been. Okay, so if there's one a decade, so, there's so, 20 drivers so a year. Senna, Senna, no, 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 no. Over F1, F2, F3, F all the, of the racing. So there's Because the death they did uh, in Drive Survive, I don't Antoine, think that was F1. I think Antoine, it was F2. F2. Antoine uh, Hubert, which is Pierre Gasly's best friend, Wait, he it? was the one who, who died at Spa. That was Drive to Survive. Yeah, sorry, yes. He bounced back onto the track and got hit. And that's why like he died. How many but then people before in that, sports have died in the last five years? Like in the actual sport, there's been there's been four deaths in but F1 boxing. Since I don't even one guy I know that died from boxing, but there's no there's been three deaths in F1 since 1994. There was a death in F2, but like that's a lot. But like Grosjean, okay, so Grosjean last year, Grosjean or a couple years ago, hit smoked, and that's in that Drive to Survive year. Yeah. season three. Grosjean hits the beam, or and his ago. gas tank two exploded on impact. He Gets out of the car, like he survives. He burns his hands pretty bad, but like he was in a ball. He was literally in a car that was engulfed was, in flames. It was something like for for twelve seconds, he was basically stuck. Engulfed in, in flames, I stuck against the barricade, and he climbed out. It was crazy. Like it's, it's like, they made the sport very safe, but still, there's that that thought that like anything can happen. So I don't know. It's interesting. Esports, I think, is going to keep blowing up. But I just, I, I think it's not our generation that's going to be into esports. Because I think I, it's still I, a bit I, away. I, spoke, I, I agree with you. I don't see the appeal for it because it's like. You can watch someone play hockey, or you can watch someone play like esports, NHL. Yeah, like well, it's I not- can watch the computer play esports. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but just I could just sim the game. I'll, I'd be the I'll general tell you manager. Though, yeah. We are not. Oh, there, the, I own my own team already. We are not the generation that's going to pick up on that easy. For sure, for I, sure. I spoke to someone who's only uh, about four years younger than me, and the like the way they were into esports and Twitch and like the community aspect of that, like over my head. And I didn't really understand it because like for, for like us, the, I always take it back to this and it can be right. It can be wrong, but the iPhone came out in 2007, right? That is the generational divide of where were you when that came out? Like how old were you? That will tell you your generational divide of like 2007 where you guys are just about like getting ready to leave high school. I'm in the middle of high school. So by the time it reaches people, let's say 2008, 2009, it becomes the most popular item. We're already in like university. It is that is where how we're using it to socialize. Every other kid behind us is now getting an iPhone from like grade five up, and that's changing the way they play. And what what's the biggest thing? The app store, the games on it. That changes everyone's feel. How did we use it? Text messaging, socializing, and then social media. And you bought those a PlayStation kids, for games. Yeah, and then that's those kids use it for games point, yeah. and socializing. But their one, social yes. their social circles grew exponentially faster than ours did right what was our, like our bbms were people we knew immediately next to us with bbm because we used like msn right That's fair. these kids had snapchat and then they would see like celebrities on snapchat and then be public profiles on instagram and see everyone on instagram like instagram was like nothing i remember seeing people's like instagrams like after i left university that hadn't used it since then and it was just because they had those stupid filters on it that was the only photos they had on their Instagram. It was none of this high polished stuff, all this influencer stuff. So there's a, a huge shift. Of yeah. A guy with no social media does a very good take <laughs> on social media. Yeah, well, that's also like what that's I, a very good. I step into it and step out of it every few years. Like I have an Instagram just to like my wife's post. Jan Solo, like, big supporter. Yeah. So I I only go on. I think last time I logged in was December. Like when I, and the most recent time I logged in was I think like the end of February and then before December was like July. And then before that was like, I don't even know when. So I don't go on at all to see anything. Yeah, I'm missing much. Twitter. I'm missing Rick's TikToks and we'll but see like, those. But like, I that's the thing. I, as much. It's like, I see what it is now and how people have to, 
do everything with it, and I, it, just, it makes me miserable thinking about that. It's, it is exhausting. I take it from yeah. you, take it from your brother here. I've like gotten back, I've battled the back and forth. I actually like I have every app back on my phone, which I always kept off because it makes me miserable to have it on. I just take like a time suck, and Rick knows this. Now I have them because I just peek in every now and then, check messages. TikTok I use a little bit more. I actually like I'm enjoying it a bit again because it's kind of funny, but like it more or less a time suck but this is the first time I've actually been able to have them on my phone and not waste time on them that's why I delete them because I can't like can't just open them yeah because you also you're the type where it's like you can't just casually do it or something like you get you get time sucked into it yeah I mean, like me, I'm good. Like, kind of like me in fantasy baseball. Yeah, yeah. I'm good with social media. I'm good. Like, I know that. Okay, you know, I've got an hour here. Okay, yeah, I can divide it. Yeah, I got 30 minutes to to look on Instagram, TikTok, and whatever. Right? Like, I'll I'll separate it. But there's days like, let's say Thursday was a perfect example. I was just busy all day. I didn't have time to do any social media, and I'm like, fuck. Like, now it's a kind of a little bit of a job for me. It's like, hey, I lost a day of work almost. Like, not like I put too much time, but I try and spend an hour a day on social media, just like. Make sure I stay up to date, find the trends, find the videos I need to make, do whatever I need to do, connect with whoever I need to connect. And it's like some days you just miss it because you're caught up in real life. So I'm like getting tired and sucked in real life, which is so much better. Something, like so something I'll say with like social media, and this is like a, a thing everyone's like heard me say is like, I don't have a lot of friends, which is like, it's not true. I have friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? I, don't, I don't think people say you don't have a lot no, of friends. No, no, no. People, friends. People, people don't say, say you don't people, have people, friends. People don't say I say it, but oh, the, okay. the, here's the thing. I've noticed I said it. I started saying it a lot when I saw like started using like social media because it's not that I don't have friends. I don't feel the friendship from those friends. Because if you go on social media, you mean and on you social see, media, your friends is qualified. Like you, 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 you'll see your friends you on social media. Your you'll friend. see, you'll see people doing stuff. Like you guys are my friends, and you, like I feel a lot of friendship from you guys, and that's why I, like it is what it is. But yeah. like when you go on social media and you want to catch up with someone, you'll like scroll through their feed and be like, oh, look at all this shit they did. But like that is a one way interaction. They're just telling you, here's everything. But you, when like when did you ask them how they're doing? Did they ever ask you, are you okay? How are you doing? But you feel like because you you checked in on their page. That you're, that was your like do, being friends, mm -hmm. like that's your friendship level. Where it's like for a long time, because I'm not on social media, I did not feel any friendship from anybody because I didn't pay attention to what they were doing. And you would try to keep up with them and stuff, but you're not in yeah. the same like lane of how they're mean. doing it. Yeah. So that's just something I, I I find now when someone tells me, oh, someone like posted something on like Instagram, I'll just text them and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, and be like, if that's something that's so hey, important to share, to Florida or something, I yeah. wouldn't even say that. I'll just be like, hey, how's it going? Like yeah. checking in because someone brought up their name, and I was like, oh, I was people thinking are, about them. What you're saying, I think, like, and I yeah. understand what you're saying. Like, people are more now, like, oh, if I, you know, I, what I do, the average person, let's say, oh, I do this is my day to day life, and you know, the good stuff I will post. So, like, you know, I assume most people know. So when you have a conversation with someone, it's like, hey, what have you been up to? It's like, oh, not much, just working. They've probably done a whole lot, but it's like they feel like, oh, I, I like. I express myself through my social media so that like, I have less reason to be like, oh, by the way, I went to Florida. It was amazing. You know, like yeah. there's less of that, like, what did you get up to lately? It's less also, of that catch up and stuff. Yeah, it's also, Maybe. how are you supposed to have a conversation with someone? Like, I know, like, John goes away on a great trip for his honeymoon. I saw, like, no photos. I saw no nothing. But when I got to catch up with him, it was a great way to, like, a great discussion to have because you can go more even in depth than, like, oh, I saw you stayed at that hotel. Yeah, it was nice. Done. Yeah. It was like, he could fill me in from from start to finish of like everything and I can have a good conversation ask questions do whatever but like when I see people and like I see someone post something really good I'll even maybe make mention be like wow that's like really nice you posted that that's great but I'm texting them personally and like I'll like I'll try to keep like I, I think there's a difference between like connect. actual friends and then like fringe friends you know what I mean like I have like oh, we yeah. all have our fringe friends where it's like they post something on social media like cool whatever but then we have like the boys like 
John goes away on his honeymoon. I see every fucking picture. I follow Virgie. I see all her shit. But I still sit down with John at the lunchroom. I'm like, hey, John, tell me about the fucking trip. He's like, also your brother. Walk me through, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you, like, you should be doing like, that. Like, like George or any one of like, the boys and stuff. You got your group of friends. Then you got the fringe friends. You're like, okay, I saw that on social media. I'm good. I don't, I don't care to ask yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I, I always go by my dad's definition of a friend. Is like, would you call that person to bail you out of jail? And yeah. like, that's, a, that's the simplest way for me to be like, even then it's like, I'll just make that the best friend, but like friends can yeah, be like, yeah, yeah whatever Absolutely. acquaintances. Yeah. Voice. On that note, but I'll, before we do wrap up, I want to bring the, up one thing. The John thing. I was thinking that. Wait, what, what thing were you thinking? The Russell Wilson thing? Whatever you said? Oh, no. I wasn't <laughs> even thinking that. I had okay, a separate thing. That. We'll leave that. Um, John's going to make a TikTok for golf. What should his name be? You're going to make a TikTok? For so, golf. Yeah, I, I think I can do like a like a golf meme account, yeah, but also parody, like, because like, you know, I have like, like, honestly, at this point now, it's probably like 500 videos of like, Anytime I'm, on a, anytime I'm on a par three on my simulator, I have it filmed. So I have my like phone set up on a tripod behind me, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have the iPad. It's a legit setup, right? So that I can see everything. I can see everything. We're gonna be all. You you been? What his? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like I hit a I hole. Suck. I hit a hole in one on a par three once, and it was like one of on, on my simulator, okay. and it was like one of the few ones that I didn't film, and I got pissed. So now I I film every par three. <laughs> and like also like if John i can't if i feel like my driver's in a good spot i'll film film it just to like so i can like constantly like reevaluate my swing because i've kind of like stopped taking lessons recently so i have all these videos how hard would it be to fucking post like one or two a day i'm playing every day so john, you could get massive you could yeah. be you could put not john daly like that would be an easy one you could put like no. like I, I, john guys ready listen john to Candy. this johnny putts I, I don't like it i don't I don't no, because like no. it's the last. The only thing he doesn't really do on his simulator is putt. Yeah, I don't like putt. putt because the word putt too is also. You know, funny. it's funny actually that John said that you and I'm not, not digress from this conversation. I actually want to talk about you being on TikTok and that's sick. I that's the reason I'm getting back into TikTok because I use it for three things, like uh, workouts, motivational videos, and like quotes and stuff. Because I love hearing like you know David Goggins or Denzel Washington just like yeah, yeah, saying yeah. something crazy and uh, like meal prep and stuff, but. The thing is, when I'm like ready to go to the gym and get motivated and stuff, I don't have like I can never find like the one that I really liked or these like memorable speeches and stuff. So I've actually started like watching like podcasts, I like rewatching them and and like commencement speeches and stuff, stuff that motivates me. And I'm actually posting stuff that's like inspirational, so that I can just go to my feed. I'm not doing it for like attention or likes, but then I, if I want to go to the gym or I'm having a tough day, watch a video that fires me up, and that's what I need. So that's Buddy, what my Rocky Four. Monta- training montage you but ever that's need a- what i'm gonna be making those Buddy, are my videos those I'm gonna make. get me i can i literally sit there, or you don't remember never back down with the dude from blood diamond <laughs> where's the yeah. diamond yeah guys yeah. I, have a, my son. I have a fun, my son. i have a funny one with that um, guy. never back down training montage you need a good one too that's a good okay. one sorry um, back to back to you both uh, you need golf. a name for john johnny bombs no, and that's no. A, like you can play a pun off john but there's no like golf pun how far you drive like i would be yon daily now that'd be great like in the air, shots off a beer. I say some of Long John. Yeah. Oh, Long John. Long John the phenomenon. No, that's <laughs> dumb. Hey, it's only something. Yeah, guys, yeah. I'm like we're. This is a long one. It's been really fun. I actually, like really, I've really enjoyed this. I this I, is one I, of the few ones that go past ninety minutes that I didn't check out in. Because usually after ninety minutes, Rick's I start like to check looking out. at me. He's like, 
Usually at 90 minutes. I mean, you basically got a crash course in Formula One. Ah, so now I, you can I watch the race tonight at 1.30 and you know exactly like, what's going on. Also, when we were listening Tomorrow to us, I'm like... I can catch you up on the results of like, uh, yeah. the race and you can, like, we can like we're, we're, This it, one's going to be released like immediately, so yeah, it's going to go up tomorrow, this, I think. Yeah. So yeah. The thing is, live, like, good. when we talk about this, we make it sound so exciting and then I sit there and I watch and I'm like, okay, they're just going Okay, it's you know what? Objectively, like as a fan, I think the I like the background these last than the actual The last two races, man, The last two races were by far the most exciting races I think I've ever seen. So like you think about like like in formula racing like how many times does the second driver pat overtake to get first multiple times in a race like there, last season never. there were races where lewis hamilton led from start to finish to, yeah and the only time he was behind like, someone was because he took a pit stop and the people before him didn't yet. yeah but but that doesn't even count it, because you like have like a virtual real. position where they they know like okay he's in six right now but he pitted no one else did so he's really in first like when you account for that these la like the first race within the span of three laps, Max passed Charles, Charles passed Max, Max passed Charles, Charles passed Max, Max went to go ahead, got ahead, but broke up late and locked up, and then Charles passed him again. Like that's the first it's been race. Really within the span crazy. of three laps. On the first race I fell asleep. And then I woke up at the end just for like the final like fucking when Verstappen, uh, Verstappen whatever his name is, fucking bailed out something happened to his car he didn't oh finish. yeah where he died yeah. Yeah. these last <laughs> these last even like, these last three seasons like including this one like the last two seasons of formula one have actually been probably the best like uh, like overall years because people like will judge the race quality the races there's been some of the best races overall too like i think it was like was the rainy one that you hungry hungry in or germany in 2019 um, when like it was in Drive to Survive when Mercedes did like the throwback and it was just raining and it was like crazy. They were wearing over. the Linder Hose, Linder yeah, Hose and stuff. Hose and, it was yeah, so, Hose that and. one was great. Like there's so many good races. Like, watch, if you come out tonight, we're gonna watch the one a.m. No, race no, today. I gotta be. In, I'm gonna be in bed by midnight tonight. The latest. Why? I'm running in the morning. Actually, I'm, I gotta be home. I don't want to be you. watching out. Oh yeah, we are. I'll be up till three a.m. watching this race tonight. No, I, I'm Sorry, just because you're wearing the loud luxury shirt, I thought I'd bring this up. So Andrew Fedick used to be a year behind me in high school, and I actually beat. So here's the nerd in me. Like I said, I used to be on like curling team golf and badminton. Deca, which is like the business mathletes, um, I got voted in above him to be like the <laughs> VP. And when I was in grade 11, he was in grade 10, and he had sour grapes about it. So I got that over him. Even <laughs> though he's a multi-millionaire touring DJ, I got that over him. And he probably wouldn't even <laughs> know Yanni, that. Yanni never forgets. Yanni's going to be at the bar when he's like and 60. You know, like, you know how I did Those it guys too? winning Grammys, beat him in death. You know now. how I did it too? Someone's like, oh, we got to do something to like fundraise. And I was like, George just met Ill Scarlet at like Western and like uh, after like Frosh Scarlet. Week. Yeah, you were like partying with them or something afterwards at one of the at, like the frat house. First year? I can't remember. It, that was like that was like first year or something. I was like laughing it so hard because I was like, "Oh, like the guy who's in the band is actually my guitar teacher. I could probably make that happen." And boom, I was in. So I'm a big old lie. I beat that. No, boys, great, boys. Appreciate you guys coming on. I'm fucking hot in here. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I think we're good to wrap up. We don't even need to. You guys. If people want to follow you, they can find you guys. You guys, neither you of you ever, we'll, we'll drop John. Yeah, neither of you guys yeah, are big drop on my social golf media. meme account when, we, when we'll, I come up with a name. Yeah. We'll get it for you. Again. I'll, I'll share it for it. But other than that, guys, appreciate you for listening. Watch the races. Let us know what you think. And that's it. Peace. See you guys. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high. I got alone. No one thing. And I don't